Hey folks, before we kick off this week's podcast, I want to remind you that Mike Seibert Radio is headed to the Windy City. I will be attending TFCon Chicago 2018. That's going to be happening October 26th through the 28th at the Crown Plaza Hotel and Conference Center, along with friends of the show, the Autopod Decepticast. And we'd love to meet you out there. Listen to upcoming episodes of Mike Seibert Radio and Autopod Decepticast for more information and exciting updates. We'll see you in Chicago. Mike Cyber Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you're always welcome to write into that mailbag, Radio at gmail.com. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. It's a pop culture show featuring interviews, independent artists, and occasionally more and uh on this week's show it's our annual fall tv preview my buddy dave sanders joins us right now on the mike cyber radio party line to talk about the upcoming slate of new and returning tv shows all right so bring me in uh, yeah exactly so <laughs> so I, I i got i gotta tell you dave this has um absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about but i just uh um i i just when i was thinking about some entrance music to use to bring in my good buddy dave sanders there was really only uh one cut i could think of So please give it up for our resident TV guru, Dave Sanders, joins us. Uh, how you doing, buddy? There can only be one, Dave Sanders. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's I, what... And it, it's amazing that you use that song. Um, so we had like a little backyard wrestling fed when I was younger. I mean, I'm just going to go off on a little tangent. Sure, this of course. Is awesome. um, and we couldn't have interest music because okay. we have anything to play it on, but... I always said if I ever became a wrestler, I would find a way to call Brian May, John Deacon, whoever I had to, to get Princes of the Universe as my answer theme. Oh, that my gosh. Like my theme song. Well, you know, I, I got I to gotta give a little bit of context, like, you know, because um, I I'm, obviously we're going to be talking about, uh, the, it's our fall TV preview, even though I'm starting with a, with a Queen song, but <laughs> but I, Dave, I know Queen is your jam, and I, um, I, I listened to a podcast recently from a show called Radio vs. the Martians, and they did basically like an entire retrospective on the uh, Highlander franchise. 
which was oh, a TV yeah. show for a while, and it was and and basically they brought up over and over the thing that really makes that a thing is the music of Queen. So mm-hmm. I've been kind of like in this like Highlander uh, Queen kind of mindset. Plus, we, uh, uh, my wife and I went to the movies uh, not too long ago, and I don't know about you, man, but I am at maximum hype for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. So, Oh, I am. Every time they've released a trailer, I get more and more hype, and I cannot wait. I mean, Remy Malek looks like Freddie. I yeah. mean, he's a spinning image. And I know there were some issues apparently on set, but we won't get into that too much. But especially given what he did over the summer, I'm so glad Sasha Baron Cohen is not playing Freddie anymore, especially with that <laughs> This Is America crap on Showtime. Oh, my gosh, Good right? Lord. Um, tangent again, sorry. No, that's <laughs> they fine. filmed an episode of that here in my hometown. No kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah. The Kingman episode. The, I don't know if you watched any of it or saw any clips or anything. No, I, I've avoided it like the plague. I don't blame you. So basically, Kingman is about 20, 20 30 miles from me up, up in the mountains. Uh, so they bust about 10 to 15 people from that city down to my city, Bullhead City. Okay. And, and in Arizona, uh, we should probably say, you know, just uh, in Arizona. Yep. Right. Sorry about that. In Arizona. Um, so. There's a couple of people that have posted to social media since the episode aired and told their side of it. Apparently, when they got off the bus, there was already people waiting in the room where this meeting was supposed to be about a business venture, and they wanted to get the public op- public opinion on it. They would get paid 150 bucks for their time. That was what the guys was behind uh, getting the people down there. And oh. Sasha Baron Cohen played one of his characters. I can't remember what the character's name was. But basically, he was saying that they were going to take out a whole strip mall and build the biggest mosque on U.S. soil in Kingman, Arizona. Oh. <laughs> people were, yeah. So, and they had a couple people that sounded like they were plants, like trying to rile up everybody, saying like racist things and mm-hmm. that we don't want these people here, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can tell by the editing of the episode and the segment mm-hmm. that it, it was horrible editing. There was people that were missing randomly, people that were not talking when it sounded like they were supposed to be talking. It, it was just poorly done, but yet people out in the world that saw this episode believed that the people from my cities here, came in Arizona, Bullhead City, Arizona, are racist mofos. Oh. So thank you, Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> You proved why I hate your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and and being a TV show as that was, uh, that that does kind of segue us kind of clumsily in the in the uh, Mike Cyber yeah. and Dave Sanders fashion of oh, incidentally, uh, NSFW tangents within tangents. Um, yeah. You know what the deal is, but yeah, no, it is spoiler our alert, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> depending on when you depending on when you listen to this. Spoiler alert. Oh, sure. Sure. (laughs) Why not? Uh, But it is our uh, uh, fall TV preview. Um, You know, we we did a show like this last year and... um, uh, well, yeah, yeah, we we ended up going really long. But the, the thing was also is that 
I waited so long to kind of pull the trigger on it. I waited until like the the Entertainment Weekly uh, big thick uh, preview book came out, and you mm-hmm. know like a handful of the shows had already started, and I I, I thought this time. Um, that, you know, if, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. And, you know, kind of get out ahead of things and, you know, maybe see if we can put out some hot takes before these shows actually start and see, uh, it'll be interesting to revisit this in a few months, uh, because, uh, as, as a teaser, this will probably be the first of a couple episodes that we do, uh, throughout the TV season. Like we've got, you know, mid season replacements coming up, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll be picked up for mid season awesome <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh man you know and i i'm still i'm still kind of uh coming off of the high of uh, uh listening to princes of the universe there because yeah. like well and i just i wasn't sure if this was going to be the only time we were going to connect before the movie comes out because i'd really like to after the movie um, you know, we sit down and do another one of these and, you know, kind of like, you know, I mean, you're, you're probably familiar with the format that me and Killing Spree do where we sit and, you know, kind of talk about a movie yeah. and all that. So um, I, I guess I'm seeding that for uh, uh, for future content. But, yeah, no, I'd love to uh, chat about oh. Bohemian Rhapsody because I think that would be. A lot oh, of yeah, fun. that'd be great. Uh, and I'm sure it's not going to be. I mean, I know Brian May and John Deacon are very integral in the telling of the story, but I'm sure there's going to be some stuff there that's Hollywooded up and oh, sure. and publicized more than it should be and stuff like that. But well, that's a whole other uh, discussion for a whole other day. It is. Well, you know, I I warned <laughs> our listeners up top that it's going to be tangents within tangents, yes. and <laughs> and so yeah, so let's uh so so kind of uh, format wise, what we're going to do is we're going to go through uh, all of the major networks, maybe touch on some uh, uh, cable offerings as well as some of the uh, stuff that's been going on in streaming, because like when we get to that, I have uh, um, a revelation I would like to uh, share with the audience that I haven't had a chance to talk about uh, too terribly much yet. But um, tease, tease, tease. All right, that was a tease. So, Dave Sanders, uh, take us there. Where where do we want to start? You know what? I, I thought I wanted to start with the big one, which to me is Fox, but I think we'll leave that for last. How about we start with uh, the little teeny boppers over there on the CW? Oh, the C-Dub. Yeah, let's let's talk about what the kids are watching over at the C-Dub. Because there's not much really going on, at least in, in the first nope. part of the fall. They do have some mid-season stuff coming up, though, but mm-hmm. um, I, I do want to touch on a couple of them on, sure. uh, on the CW. Now, Supergirl, I guess, is moving to Sundays. Uh, which to me, I always thought that was kind of like TV death in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's so I'm kind of surprised they're doing that. Well, and you know, I and this is probably too big of a topic for this particular show, but I wonder in a time shifted world how much it really matters. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of when a show is programmed and when it goes. Um. It's. It, it, I agree with you that it's kind of an odd move, but yet, like uh, Fox has had, you know, Simpsons and Family Guy and you know other stuff like that for years. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they're trying to build something there. You know, maybe it's you know kind of like planting a flag, and you know, like maybe trying to make CW something on Sundays. It's. It is a weird move. Maybe. I'll grant you that. Yeah, yeah, maybe because they're putting it up against the Simpsons in that eight o'clock spot. So 
Uh, it's going to be up against Simpsons and Bob, Bob's Burgers on Sundays. And I know Bob's Burgers is uh, really popular for some odd reason. I, yeah. I can't get it, though. I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, you but, know, and I think a lot of the things that we're going to talk about, Dave, during our uh, show here is I wonder how much ageism is going to come into play. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I can't get into Bob's Burgers either, but the people that are into it are super into it. They um, are. And most of them and are the half other, our age. <laughs> yeah. And the other question I have as part of it was Supergirl at eight on the CW mm-hmm. is it's the lead in for the reboot of Charmed at nine. Um, I don't know if you've seen the preview for uh, this new iteration of Charmed, mm-hmm. but it is not the Hallowells. It is right. not Leo. It is not the it, anything having to do with it except the Book of Shadows. Yeah. Like only thing that still has to do with charmed that's in the show so yeah and i i think we're we're going to see a lot of this as we go through as you know as we have the last couple seasons where you know it's um you know a, a nostalgia and reboots and reimaginings mm-hmm. and all of this stuff and it's 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 odd that um uh, I, I don't even know how to phrase it because it's like you'll have like on one hand, there's no new ideas. But on the one hand, it is kind of neat to come back and revisit something. But then it's also equally odd to have something where it has like no connective tissue except for, you know, as as you said, the uh, uh, the Book of Shadows there. So it makes me wonder, like, if they would do, like, say, like an anthology type of thing. Like, you know, maybe they're, they're kind of trying to set up that type of, um, I don't like know. Like the book moves throughout families or something. Yeah. Because I, I thought that was, the, the way they made it sound on the original was, this was the Hallowells, this is their legacy, it's only the Hallowells, no other families can touch this book, basically. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if they address that within continuity or if they take, like, say, the Ghostbusters route and say, uh, like, you know, other charm never happened. This is on- this is the only charmed. I don't know. Well, from the preview that I saw, that seems to be the direction they're going. But until we actually see the first couple episodes, we don't know. But the preview doesn't give me much hope as far as continuation or, like, some sort of explanation, at least. Sure. Yeah. Now remind me, you were you were a fan of the original, yeah? I did like it. Yeah, I okay. liked the later years. Uh, I didn't really like the years where uh, where Prue was on there. I can't remember uh, the actress that played her. But when uh, Rose McGowan, before she went crazy, went on got on there, I was uh, I, I was more uh, more apt to watch. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a skip it for me. Um, I, I, I have no connection to the original, and yeah, this uh, this looks not good. No, it does not. But I'll give it a chance just because, just to see if they do mention anything, and who knows, it could be a uh, like a sleeper hit one of these days. Sure. But uh, the 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 superhero shows I'm seeing are on Monday and Tuesday. Besides Supergirl, of course, mm-hmm. we got the uh, continuation of DC's Legends of Tomorrow on Monday. Followed up. <laughs> How is this show still a show? I mean, I (laughs) I don't know. I watched like two episodes of it when it first started and realized that it it, it's just creamed crap. And I just I mean, (laughs) and and the thing with a lot of these C-dub superhero shows, these Arrowverse shows is they look cheap. 
They look really mm-hmm. cheap. Like I, um, we we hung around with Supergirl for the first couple seasons. We really enjoyed the uh, the first season when it was on CBS, and you know, kind of kicked it around for a few when it was on uh, CW. But what how we got out of it was like um, it was some like DVR related calamity where like we had missed like a bulk of episodes, and then it started mm-hmm. our DVR started picking up random out of sequence episodes. Uh, oh, which no. also kind of happened in the middle of like this this annual uh, Arrowverse crossover thing. So suddenly there's like Nazi Supergirl, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what any of this stuff is. Um, I and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> I, uh, I I turned into Mark Cuban there for a minute. I'm just like, no, I I I can't hang with this anymore. So I I I don't think I'm. I, I don't watch any of the CW shows. Uh, and, well, I, and isn't there also like a bunch of like mismatch of the of the superheroes, like Supergirl, Arrow, and like Flash all did like joint episodes throughout their, their iterations? Yeah, so basically they, they these shows have gone on long enough to where they make it an annual event where there's enough shows... Um, to where they do a crossover, not unlike a comic book, where like Arrow would be part one, Flash would be part two, Supergirl would be part three, Legends would be part four, so on and yeah. so forth. But if you don't watch any of those other shows, you're screwed. Exactly. Because it, it doesn't. Because there's continuations of, of storylines from their original shows. Oh, yeah. On these crossover events, too. So. If you don't watch Supergirl and you watch Arrow, you're going to miss like an important part of Arrow possibly because you miss Supergirl. Yeah, and so for for a film se- or a a show series universe type of thing that prides itself on being so close to the comics, they are being so close to the comics, but in the in in the wrong way because uh, fans of comics hate that about comics. You know, it's like if yeah. I if I'm reading like you know a superhero uh, a Supergirl comic and like it's like part two of a crossover with Green Arrow and I don't read Green Arrow, it, it breaks up the flow and it's and it's really mm-hmm. irritating. So yeah, they're learning the wrong lessons from uh from comic books in that. But you uh but you mentioned there there are um a couple shows on Monday for uh Oh yeah. The the speaking of Arrow, that one is also gonna be still on Mondays at nine PM and uh, uh, tangent time again. I don't mm-hmm. know how much longer Stephen Amell is going to be doing the superhero crap. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, what he's been doing the last few months or so, but he's been wrestling. I was going to ask, is he back into the wrestling? That's cool. Yeah, he actually he actually was just uh, did a match uh, at an event in Chicago on September 1st where it, it wasn't the best match in the world, but he's progressing nicely, and he has the look and the aura of a wrestler. So sure. I don't know how much we're going to see this superhero stuff from him anymore well you know and and i think uh i i don't is this what season six seven something like that yeah. something like that i i think arrow's kind of run its course and i think mm-hmm. that you know so it was the first one in the c dub arrow verse uh dc universe type of thing yeah maybe it's time to pass along the keys to i don't know supergirl or flash you know it's kind of like the marquee uh, show of of this uh, iteration and just yeah he can just you know go off and and wrestle so I I'm not necessarily tuned into the world of wrestling is he uh, mm-hmm. I, 
is this WWE or is he uh, doing the the thing where like Cody Rhodes ended up or what's uh, it's funny you bring him up. Uh, actually, Cody Rhodes and uh, a couple of his friends on the independent circuits uh, named the Young Bucks, Nick and uh, Matt Jackson, they put together their own independent show with their own money, booked everything themselves, and sold out a 10,000-seat arena with wow. no card. Whew. Wow. <laughs> Good for them. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yep, um, and Stephen Amell wrestled uh, a guy named Christopher Daniels. He, he was on the pre-show, and it was actually shown for free on WGN if you got that network. Okay. And uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Very cool. Well, and I, I, I mentioned, uh, I, you know, I kind of want to pander to the wrestling audience because I, I know uh, Killing Spree might be listening, and I know he's uh, – um, in in for in for some of that. So, um, any other uh, uh, notes on the on the arrows or the or the uh, C dubs? Uh, well, on the C dubs, uh, there are a couple other ones. Uh, we'll, we'll just read through Tuesday because it's more of the uh, superhero gambit, the Flash, and then Black Lightning. I don't know if that's a new new show or if that's in its second season, but it's that's, a second. Uh, I, I believe another one. Second season. It started last year, and. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to uh, touch on it in this particular show because it might be a a mid-season type of thing. So I, I keep talking about these crossover episodes um, or mm-hmm. crossover events. Well, it's already been revealed that the one of the things to come out of this year's crossover event will be the introduction of uh, Ruby Rose as Batwoman. And that's that has uh, sent some kind of controversial shockwaves um, through uh, through fandom because uh, you know it, it's we we were kind of uh, talking before uh, you know before we started recording here about you know uh, division and and things like mm-hmm. that but but there there were people online I can't say this with a straight face you know saying <laughs> that that you know Ruby Rose can't play Batwoman who is an out lesbian and that's it's part of her character, and it's always been part of mm-hmm. her character, because um, apparently she's not gay enough. <laughs> and... Yeah, I was just about to mention that. I'm like, what is that? And this is that, like we were talking about before uh, before we went on mm-hmm. air here, that virtual virtue signaling, that SJW mindset that seems to be sweeping the nation for some odd reason yeah, now it's... about the most petty stuff. Yeah, so I mean, so I I, I don't know uh, if there's been uh, the announcement of when Batwoman is going to start, but I I guess I wanted to touch on that really quickly before we uh, before we moved out of the out of the Arrowverse. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen anything on that. I didn't see it even in the mid season. I might have just lost over it though either. But it definitely is not at the beginning of the fall. But uh, what is coming up? And I do want to touch on uh, a couple of these. Uh, Wednesday night, we're getting more Riverdale, more Archie and Friends. I, I'm kind of starting to get into that a little bit. Uh, what What do you think of what you've seen? So far, it's pretty interesting. Like it's a it's a new take on, on the Archie uh, universe, and I, I'm kind of digging it so far. Okay. I mean, I think the casting is pretty on point. Everyone's in their roles the way they should be. Yeah. Um, I've only seen not like a handful of episodes in the first season, but yeah, it's. It, it's got me uh, one more, so cool. I am uh, I am looking forward to that a little bit. But what I'm looking forward to, it's actually a new show that's going to be on Wednesday after Riverdale at mm-hmm. 9 p.m. It's uh, All-American. I don't know if you've seen anything on this yet or yeah, not. Yeah, a little bit. 
Yeah, the, uh, basically, it's a high school football player who goes up in uh, Compton, I believe it is, mm-hmm. um, and basically gets recruited to play for the the preppies over in Beverly Hills. And it's a, it's basically your it's your basic story of taking an outcast, putting him in where he doesn't fit, and then he finds a way to fit. Yeah, it, it, it takes a lot of today's issues and brings them to light even more than they already are, probably. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it kind of the the preview kind of attra- uh, drew me in a little bit today, though. Well, you know, and I I, I get a little bit of a Friday Night Lights vibe to it. Yeah, which. That too. I, you know, and I think that's kind of the way to go because uh, Friday Night Lights wasn't a show about football. You know, it, it was a show about like, you know, uh, community and family and friendship and, you know, all, all kinds of other stuff. Um, and they and I always joke that, oh, yeah, and they happen to play a football game at usually at the end of the episode. Right. So, exactly. And, and I and I'm getting a little bit of a vibe from that. And I think this kind of, you know, taps into some of the things in the kind of pop uh, pop culture zeitgeist that's kind of happening now. But without you know, kind of like a oh god. I mean, this, my terms are so cliched, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's like an SJW agenda or something like that. It just right. it, it feels yeah. like it's telling an organic story. And yeah, no, I I I, I think I'm going to give this one a shot. Uh, starts on October oh, yeah. 10th. It looks like. Yep, I, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, the rest of the CW network lineup is pretty uh, familiar. Supernatural comes back for its 129th season. Uh, Crazy at Girlfriend moves to Fridays at 9 p.m. Uh, I thought Dynasty was on there. Is that a remake of the that stupid soap opera from the 70s oh, and 80s? That thing's still around. Yeah, no, they. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's a it's a I think like a reboot slash reimagining type thing. So I don't believe it's in continuity. Uh, but okay. yeah, it kind of it kind of takes like you know the the uh, premise. I mean, whatever that premise was. But yeah, no, it's it's it, it it's a soap. You know, it's a it's a uh, yeah. Well, it's on the C Dub, so um, yeah, and it's on at eight p.m. on Fridays. And then the only other one that I, that I have on my list is uh, Legacies uh, on Thursday at nine p.m. That one's following the uh, the Vampire Diaries and the originals uh, timeline. It looks like. Yeah, so I mean, I I read the uh, uh, write up on that in the uh, in in my uh, uh, TV guide fall preview uh, 2018 complete guide. I didn't realize TV guide was still a magazine. It's like yeah, you know, same. <laughs> I uh, I uh, um, picked it up at the supermarket the other day, and I was like, oh hey, you know that that's cool. But yeah, I I I read the description of this show Legacies, and it made me confused because it, it doesn't specifically say that it's spun out of like vampire diaries or the originals or how it ties in or whatever. Um, I, I know the, uh, uh, the, the red haired lady in this particular photo I'm looking at is, uh, looks, uh, uh, quite fetching, but that's not quite enough yeah. for me to want to watch this show because quite frankly, I don't know what the hell it is. Well, uh, from what I gathered of it and what I know of the the series is uh looks like the main character, the main girl, I believe it's the redhead. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a descendant of uh, the, some of the main characters from both the Vampire Diaries and uh, the originals. Like, okay. one set was good, one set was evil, so she's kind of like in the middle. It looks like there's a lot of like power balance, like coming of age stuff, like which direction will they go, good or bad, with whatever powers they have. Sure. 
Yeah, you know, and, and it seems like it's typical C dub fare, which is it's yep. not bad. Um, so yeah, so center stage it says is uh, the originals hope. Uh, Hope Michelson, played by Danielle yep. Rose Russell, uh, who was saved after her werewolf slash vampire hybrid parents sacrificed themselves two years earlier, and I'm just like, uh, okay. And then, and then apparently, her grandmother, who was on the uh, Vampire Diaries, uh, was a witch. So she's, I guess, like the only witch vampire werewolf hybrid ever. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I, I'm, ha- uh, yeah, I'm that, happy for that. Out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching that. No. So that is uh, that is the CW lineup coming up for uh, the the September through whenever they decide to cancel half these shows. Yeah. <laughs> well. So so basically to kind of round up C Dub, it's you know it's uh, uh, superheroes with you know a, a dash of teen angst, and mm-hmm. that's I mean it's kind of par for the course for them. Um, yeah, I, I, there's nothing necessarily there that surprises me, per se. Yeah, like I said, just a couple of uh, odd moves is all I see, like Supergirl on Sundays. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, uh, it's, it's possibly the course for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, since I picked where we start, where do you want to go? Do we want to go to ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox? I, I would say let's go ABC. Cause I, I, ABC? Yeah, yeah right. kind of like a ranking type of, type of thing in terms of anticipation. Oh, okay. Yeah, ABC, uh, looking at their lineup to, uh, today when I was doing all my show prep, it's like I have no desire to see like a lot of this. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> and, there, there's and, just a lot of nothing there. <laughs> there really is. And, uh, well, we'll start on Sunday. Uh, of course, America's Funniest Home Videos comes back. Uh, <laughs> they're bringing out a kid's version of Dancing with the Stars, which, why? I don't get that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, bouncing back to America's Funniest Home Videos for a hot sec. I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. glad that somebody is still uh, uh, giving Alfonso Robero a paycheck so he doesn't have to live on the street. Oh, that's <laughs> right. He's coasting it now. I thought Tom Bergeron still was. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no, he's long gone. Um, oh man. But yeah, no, it's it's like it's like. Good on you, man. <laughs> man, sticking on Sunday night just around out. Uh, Shark Tank is back at nine, and then they, for some reason, gave Alec Baldwin a show. <laughs> yeah, well, it's. It, I, I was reading up on that. Apparently, they launched it last season, um, or wow. like did like. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, but no, he. Um, it was the. <laughs> you can hear me flipping pages. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. Here, here we go. The uh, the Alec Baldwin show. So. Um, um, it started, they, they did a preview back in March and they called it Sundays with Alec Baldwin. Um, oh, God. in this, it didn't say how many episodes it ran. So I don't know if it was just one, but basically they've retooled it into the Alec Baldwin show. And, you know, I'm not going to watch this. I don't really have much interest in Alec Baldwin as a personality. I mean, I think he's okay uh, hosting Match Game. You know, he's kind of got mm-hmm. enough of that caustic wit to where it, yep. it it makes that. I mean, that show is not great, but it's certainly not terrible. I mean, there's worse things that you can burn a half hour uh, flipping through, but um, but. 
I, I I would imagine that a lot of this is spun out of his success as you know his uh, his impression of the president and just kind of how oh yeah you know so I think they're really kind of trying to parlay that into something and uh, yeah I'm not gonna I, lie that's why I'm expecting like ninety percent of the show to be it, oh, it really is my God. <laughs> oh that's terrible uh, yeah I'm not watching that. Yeah, no. So uh, so Monday we get Dancing with the Stars Classic at 8 p.m. for two hours. Okay. Then we get the uh, the breakout hit, uh, in my opinion, of ABC uh, last year, The Good Doctor, which I've seen a few episodes. I need to watch more of it, mm-hmm. but uh, it it's really good. Uh, basically, it's an autistic kid that's just brilliant, brilliant mind and is a, is a neurosurgeon, and it's the, the way he has to interact with people and the way they have them, like, it's He's really good at portraying the character that he's that he's meant to portray. Yeah, I I watched the pilot and it didn't really click with me, but I it, it's slow. It, it does build up though. Yeah, and and you're not the first person to tell me that. Like we've we've got friends of ours that really enjoyed it. It's like no, you got to go back to it and check it out. Mm-hmm. So I might, I might. Um, uh, but but it's it's cool that it's coming back for another season. You know. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's all, it's always good to see, uh, uh, Freddie Highmore getting work, <laughs> yep. you know, and, uh, yeah, because, you know, I mean, you know, Bates Motel ended. So, so yeah. Right. And he's anyway, so yeah, that's, that, that's cool that that's coming back. And then we get to Tuesday where ABC is debuting three shows. Yep. Yes. Three shows. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Does TV guy already have, uh, the A's o'clock new show? Um, it's, it's got it sorted funny. It's, uh, actually, I don't even know how it's sorted. Let me see. Uh, oh, oh, Tuesday, that little show that's starting at, uh, eight, uh, eight, seven central. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's starring, uh, John Goodman and a lot of other people from a show from the, uh, nineties <laughs> minus one person. <laughs> yeah. So... yeah I, I don't know if it's smart to go this way. I really, I, I don't know. I mean, cause apparently she was like the show. I don't know if you can have the Connors without her. Yeah, you know, I, I, oh man. So, I mean, let's stop here for for just a hot yep. sec. <laughs> I figured we would. What, <laughs> what's your take on the whole uh, Roseanne Ouster uh, type it, of thing? It was a stupid as hell tweet. It wasn't meant in the way it was taken, but in this day and age. She should have never put those words in that order or any order close to it, knowing how the climate is today. Yeah. Not saying her tweet was wrong to the common person, but the perception, right, especially now, mm-hmm. is everything. Yeah, you know, and, and I've seen a lot of folks that um oh i you know bringing up all of these different examples of like you know comparing the Roseanne example to the James Gunn firing you know and apples it's and oranges yeah see it and, really is. and i i don't die on that hill often but i agree with you i i think that these situations are case by case um i i for example um, don't think that the firing of James Gunn was was uh, justified because it's no. it's it, and and I don't want because I again as you said it's apples and oranges and we're talking TV and not movies but it it's relevant because this is all the house of the mouse 
and basically say, what's the one thing in common there and and so basically the mouse has said this is our house we can do whatever we want i don't necessarily agree with their decision to fire james gunn um but in a weird way i almost um applaud them for sticking to it you know it's like well we've made this decision it may be a colossally terrible decision yeah. but um and where now, now on this tangent now sure uh, because we're on here already. <laughs> Here's my take on the gun side of it. Uh-huh. Pew, pew. Look at his work prior to being hired by Disney for Guardians. Yeah. You, you cannot tell me he wasn't in the shock humor. It doesn't matter if we find it funny. Comedy is subjective. What I find funny is different than what you find funny, et cetera, et cetera. Keep going down the line. Well, he was a trauma guy, for God's sake. He was. I mean, come he on. And, and And Disney had to have known that prior to hiring him. So they had to have seen something in regards to those tweets or something like it and been okay at the time of hiring. Yep. If not, they didn't vet enough. And that's a whole other situation yeah. that Disney could find themselves in a bad way about. And 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 that's on them. I mean, because, I mean, that was <laughs> my is. read at the time. It's like, yeah, no, those tweets are not great um no but it was funny but there was an audience for it at one time yeah and and context has has something to do with it whereas you know um uh roseanne was like i was on ambien and that that just hurt her more because she blamed a a drug for for her stupid tweet yeah i mean Uh, like and you and you say context was everything no perception in 2018 is everything. Absolutely. Perception is reality. Anymore. <laughs> so um, looping this back around to the Connors, yes. I think I'll be interested to see what they do because the, because I haven't seen any plot synopsis that actually reveal what they're going to do. Um, I mean, I would think that they'd have to kill off the character and basically, well, you think it'll be like a Charlie Harper situation on Two and a Half Men? Yeah, I think so. And 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 I'll go even further. Now, I I'm not a fan of Roseanne, and I was not thrilled for it to come back, and I didn't understand why it hit the chord that it did. Um, mm-hmm. But I do also, since this is a thing that we have now, I think that there's a story to be told about what happens when um, a lead character takes an unexpected pass. I mean, because, you know, given the real-time nature of this kind of sequel series, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, these characters are getting older. So it's not unreasonable that, you know, Roseanne could suddenly and horribly die from a massive heart attack or, you know, or something like that. You mean like Dan? You mean like Dan did in the original Roseanne at the very last episode? Exactly. I was I was just gonna say that it's like yeah. So it's it's uh, it, <laughs> now again. I'm not gonna watch this. I have no right. interest in it. But I I appreciate at least that um, you know the wrath of the mouse is not necessarily being taken out on the entire cast. Uh, 
and that they have the opportunity to potentially actually do something with it. Um, because, I mean, you look at, I mean, the, the it's more genre programming, but look at something like Game of Thrones, where, like, mm-hmm. you know, like the, like the big twist is that, you know, at the end of the first season, they kill off the main character. And that yep. has sent a precedent that we're very accustomed to in um, a genre anymore. I mean, you look at, like, say, Walking Dead or, you know, uh, uh, I can't I'll tell you one better, 24. Oh, sure. There you go. See, and to where it's not unheard of to where the exit of a major character can actually propel the story forward in a way that perhaps wasn't anticipated. Um, uh-huh. So it's, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of okay with this thing existing. What, what do you okay. think? Uh, I am too, and I'll probably watch the first episode just to see what they do with it. I'm not gonna like be a devoted watcher of it. Oh I, sure. I'm like you was not a Roseanne fan. I can't stand her uh, because I don't find her funny. Um, right. I actually found John Goodman more funny on the few episodes I did watch. Oh sure. So that could be a draw for me, uh, but it it would be interesting to see how they go with it and what direction they take it if they do the the death thing or if they just. Oh, she never existed. I don't know. They could go either way with it. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, oh, what what if, oh, I hadn't even considered that possibility. If, if they're just going, like, an actual, like, hard reboot, like, you know, mm. th- this is like, you know, the Connors in a in a alternate reality where, where yeah. Roseanne never existed or something, you know, er- erased from history. That, ooh, I mean. That would be a while the WWE did that with uh, Chris Benoit after what he did. I mean, I can't yeah. blame them. I mean, Roseanne, I mean, a lot of people are treating this like the Benoit tragedy. I mean, it's basically she said something so horrific that she can't come back from it. That That's how it's being treated by the, the, the average person, which mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, again, goes back to what we were talking about earlier, <laughs> the, the virtual signal, signaling and the, uh, the SAWing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it... Uh, I, I and and I think that the mouse is finding a way to make lemonade out of this mm-hmm. because I mean uh, there there's no altruism with the mouse. I mean they are looking to make money. So I think that turning this into kind of like a sensationalized event thing isn't a poor move. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, because like you know, I I think since they've been so. Um, a close vested with plot details, uh, like like you mentioned it earlier. You know, you're probably going to tune in just to see what happened. And I think that first episode on that on that Tuesday um, on October 16th is going to be gangbusters. It is. Yeah, I think everybody's going to watch other. it, and <laughs> and I think everybody is going to be talking about it the following day. Now, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens after that if they can sustain the audience. Um, because I I don't I don't remember what Roseanne's the 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 latest iteration of Roseanne's numbers were as the series went on, but I seem to recall like it hit like a lightning rod and then kind of tapered off a bit. Um, well, they gave it season two after the uh, re-debut episode, like the first episode, like the next day they gave it a second season. Yeah. Based off of those numbers. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think they maintained. I don't think they're even close toward the end. Right. Uh, but, I mean, they were impressed enough to give it a second season after one episode. So, who knows? <sighs> yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know what the legalities are here. I mean, like... um, 
because I, I remember like like Roseanne has like some of the copyrights to some of the things or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I wonder if they do go a different direction in not killing the character off. And, you know, maybe they just like put her in jail or something. Um, yeah, or and- she or she finally cracks and like goes away, does something stupid, like yeah. not present, but just like runs away from the family for whatever reason. Right. Well, I, I'm oh, <laughs> I wonder how many ambient jokes we're going to get. Uh, because uh, I mean they, I I hope I'll, I'll throw one out there. I'll throw one out there sure. where they make a reference to it, not not directly, but like just cleverly sneak in some sort of uh, joke about like a, a haircut or uh, or a monkey or something like that. Yeah, you know, I, and that's I mean they could go a million different directions with this. I don't know if there's one smart one or one completely stupid one. Yeah, for for my perspective, I think you play it as straight as possible because if you don't anything to kind of like break the the uh the kayfabe of what what mm-hmm. they're kind of doing here, if you if you chip at that fourth wall, I think it all just falls apart. Because I think there's like I said there there's a there's some genuine drama to be had here. And I think if they start making monkey and ambient jokes, I think it's um I mean, this is already going to have a hard enough time because you have people on the conservative right that, that you know, feel mm-hmm. a certain way. You have people on the liberal left that feel um, a certain way. And, you know, um, th- this has the potential potential to make nobody happy. So, <laughs> so I, I I don't know. I mean, and, I, and, they're, and they're leading off that block on Tuesday night. So there's five shows or four shows behind it that. We'll have to hope for the success to have the Connors lead into their shows. Which you know, I uh, and it sounds to yeah. me like this was this was a house of cards built on the 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 uh, projected success of Roseanne season two. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and it's kind of interesting that they haven't that there hasn't been the um, uh, course correction there. Um, so I don't know. Let, let's, let's talk about, uh, the rest of those poor bastard shows that, you know, may or may not have, have a chance to stand on their own merits. Well, to be fair, uh, this next one, it's, uh, the kids are all right. And that's at eight thirty, right after the Connors. And from the preview I saw today, I don't think it's going to have two legs to stand on it. Uh, so let me set the tone for you it's, mm-hmm. uh, in like 1972. It's this family that has eight boys and it's basically, this mom that is not PC really at all. Like she's, I mean, she's not like vulgar, but she's not like the caring mom that you're used to seeing right. in the 70s sitcoms. Um, I wasn't too impressed with it. It's like they're trying to strike another Goldbergs, but without the uh, the crazy time loops, and they, they just have it set in one year as, at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I wasn't feeling it when I watched it. Um, it looked like it was trying to be like a serious comedy uh, at times. And I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, just, I wasn't the best with it. I don't know if you saw any of the preview or not. Yeah. Or yeah. Right up. It's a, it's a hard pass for me. I mean, I like Mary McCormack. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, I loved in plain sight when, uh, when, when that show was on, I thought she was great yeah. in that, but um, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't need her being a, 
uh, discount Peg Bundy by way of Roseanne uh, type of thing. And I just, yeah, no, I, I think they're kind of going for some of that nostalgia kitsch. But it's weird, though, because, you know, the sun is kind of set on on 70s nostalgia. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we already had, you know, 25 seasons of that 70s show. And, yep. you know, as as people get older, I mean, we're we're at a spot now where we're like not only into like 90s nostalgia, but even like <laughs> early 2000s. 2000s. No- so, mm-hmm. I mean, so it, it, it's it's a puzzling move for me to, you know, why why we're turning the clocks back to specifically this era. Um, yeah. I, I just I I don't get it. Um, I don't either. Uh, but then that leads back into uh, Blackish, which has come back for I think it's like fifth or sixth season, something uh-huh. like that. Um, and then into uh, Splitting Up Together, which I guess did good enough to get another season. I didn't watch it last year very much. I think we talked about it mm-hmm. for a hot minute on uh, last year's one, but I don't know. I just it's like basically they're living together, but they're divorced uh, with with a couple kids. Oh, on uh, Blackish. No, I'm or, splitting up together. Oh, oh, that that's the name of the show, Mike. Splitting yeah. up together. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I I must have missed the preview on that one because uh that's wow, I, I don't even know what that is. So as yeah. such, I'm not gonna watch that. <laughs> uh, who's uh, who, who's who's in it? I don't even know the names. Honestly. All right, very I know good. Than you right now, <laughs> <laughs> as I'm just no. flipping pages, is so bad. You know, and I, I swore no. I was going to be prepared too, but uh, I guess that Same. was not to be. I, I'm, I can't find it. So uh, it happens. But uh, the, well, the but show that I think is going to save the uh, the Tuesday night lineup at the Connors Bombs. Um, it's basically from what. I'm going to call it what I think it's going to be. This generation's NYPD blue. Okay. Uh, it's called the rookie. Um, yes. Yeah. I am there I, for I, this. I am theme. <laughs> yeah. This... Uh, uh, the preview. I'm like, I need, I need this in my life. This needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, for all of the castle fans, for all of the firefly mm-hmm. fans, you know, I mean, how can you go wrong with, uh, with some, uh, 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 kind of doughy Nathan Fillion in, in, uh, right. in your lives. I mean, you know, but it's uh, up to the character from what I've seen in the previews. I mean, he's, yeah. he's the old guy, but he's the rookie. Right. Well, so basically what it is, it's it's loosely based on a true story of like uh, apparently the the Los Angeles Police Department is the only police department or one one of the few police departments that accepts candidates over age 37. And Mm -hmm. and so there was somebody like this, you know, that like, you know, was looking for a change in their life. Apparently, uh, Nathan Fillion's character has just turned 40 and has, you know, had various, uh, you know, like he's divorced. He's a dad and and just basically, you know, kind of trying to, you know, kind of figure out the next phase of his life. And Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting because like I you know in this uh, uh, magazine uh, they do a, a interview with Nathan Fillion and he says um, he's quoted in here saying there's a cultural shift uh, people reboot at forty and it's interesting because you know um, I'm uh, I I am uh, shortly 
after this uh, this episode drops, I I have a milestone birthday on my calendar, and so oh. I'm I'm actually going to watch this. It'll be interesting to see how I look at that on the other side of that milestone birthday. Why, I don't know why, why I'm being so coy about it. I'm, I'm going to be 40 on Saturday. So, right. um, but yeah, no, that's uh, so I, so I'm interested from that perspective. I was already sold once you put Nathan Fillion on a poster and, you know, with a title like the rookie, I, before they even released plot details, I'm like, Oh, okay. It's going to be an old man fish out of water type of type of thing. Yep. I'm already there. So same. (laughs) And so, yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, this, this for me, um, you know, no hyperbole. This is my most anticipated show of the season. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mine is on the Wednesday night, but we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, But yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no, no. I was, I I was just saying, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited for the rookie. I I think it's, I think it's going to be great. And I think hopefully depending upon, you know, I mean, hopefully it's got some staying power. Um, yeah. And hopefully it's not torpedoed by the shows that are leading up to it, because like exactly. we were just setting up, it's it's got some clunkers um, and, and not without controversy, you know, some mm-hmm. some stuff in front of it. So I hope that doesn't chip away at a, at potential audience for the rookie. And it's going to be going up against uh, another uh, new show on NBC, which we'll get to in a minute, as well okay. as uh, one of the many cities that has an NCIS on TBS. So <laughs> it's not like it's going to be uh, going up alone. Uh, it's going to have a little bit of, uh, of competition there for that spot on Tuesday nights. But uh, yeah. I think we spend enough time on Tuesday at ABC. <laughs> let's, let's move on to Wednesdays where sure. we get yet another uh, 1980-something season of the Goldbergs. Uh, American Housewife, uh, Modern Family, Single Parents, which is a new uh, half-hour comedy. ABC loves their half-hour comedies, don't they? Yeah, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with that uh, specifically. No. I mean, I think I think if you're, I mean, there, there's something to be said for a decent uh, half-hour comedy. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned Single Parents. Um, this this is what Brad Garrett with with precocious yep. twin girls. You can keep that shit right in its ear. I, I oh, have. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, the one I am looking most forward to, and this is my most anticipated show of the uh, mm. of the new fall season, is the uh, 10 p.m. airing on ABC of A Million Little Reasons. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is going to be, I think, ABC's answer to This Is Us on NBC uh, at the night later. Uh, every ad I've seen for it, every preview I've seen for it, I am there for it. Interesting. Uh, I'm a huge I'm a huge James Roday fan from Psych. Oh, so that, okay. That's a lot of the drawing power for me. Oh, <laughs> sure I, enough, I, I there he is. Like, that. yeah, I, I. So it's a double page spread, and yeah, he's like square in the middle, and I mm-hmm. kind of. I just kind of glossed over. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of white people here. But then I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh well, no, you've you've got uh, you've got uh, Grace Park, you know, formerly mm-hmm. of uh, Hawaii Five O and Battlestar Galactica. Ron Livingston's in this show. Yep, dude, I think I'm getting turned around on this. 
uh, because like I, I, you know, in the write up, it says, don't call it. This is us dot, dot, dot. And more uh, ABC's new <laughs> drama about a tight knit Boston squad rocked by a friend's uh, a friend's suicide is more 30 something meets the big chill. Uh, the yeah. heartache often shares space with much needed humor. And that's that's a lot of gumbo for for me to digest and i'm like i don't know man but but yeah i i mean i'm gonna be there for it like i said i'm a huge fan of this is us i know yeah. you uh you checked it out a little bit but weren't it, did, it didn't keep you on well i uh, i never I right i never did watch the pilot like you advised me to like i i watched the um uh the the episode after the super bowl just to see uh, uh, uh peter petrelli eat it in a house fire yeah <laughs> like, fuck you pop crock pot you <laughs> I wonder if there was like a series of people just like throwing out their oh, crock there, pots. Were, there, there were there were videos there were pictures there were people tweeting at crockpot why did you kill him why did you kill him that, that's funny and uh, yeah so I wonder if there's a correlation between that and the rise of like this you know instant pot uh, uh, culture yep. no yep. I mean because I mean like we, we were at a barbecue at a friends of ours over, over uh, labor day and like they made mac and cheese in instapot and it's like i i I got to hear about it for like a half hour i mean like people that are bonkers about instant pot are like totally bonkers about instapot and i'm just like yep okay so so it's 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 a crock pot and a pressure cooker that cooks really fast (laughs) oh now i get it yeah, because we're yep. we are in a instant gratification society, and these these damn damn millenniums and their seven dollar coffees and <laughs> and instant pots and and their avocado toast and all. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah no. Exactly. Th- yeah, you know what? I I was gonna pass on this, but I you know after after talking with you about it, I might give this one a shot. Nice. Hmm. And that's also what's going to be nice here at the uh, at the midseason uh, revival show that we're going to have. Uh, we can look back on some of these and go, hey, that was actually really good. Or, hey, that was crap like we thought it would be. Yeah. Well, okay, and you, Connors. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it's it's and that's part of the reason why we want to do this hot take show, because, yeah, like like you said, there might be a chance that it might be OK. I sorely doubt it. But mm-hmm. but there's a chance. Exactly. So, now, uh, Thursday, we can breeze through on ABC. It's mm-hmm. just the uh, 194th season of Grey's Anatomy for some odd reason. <laughs> um, yeah, that thing just will not Grey's, die. The, the spinoff of Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, where they follow the firefighters, and How I Got Away with Murder. How have they not caught that person yet? <laughs> <laughs> because they watched the show and, and got away with murder. They're like, hey, how, how to get away with murder. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll watch this. Yeah, uh, yeah, but now we're on Friday on ABC, and I, I specifically wanted to talk about this because I saw sure. an ad on ABC the other day, and I couldn't believe I had to check what year it was. <laughs> and I think you know where I'm going mm. because I saw an ad for TGIF Fridays. Yeah, on ABC. It's <laughs> in like 2018. It's like what Why? are we? What are we doing? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, and, and the lineup, it's like, oh my God, that's the lineup for TGI Fridays. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's fresh off the boat, which I, I can't get into. 
I, I tried. I um uh, I I watched yeah. like I I watched uh, either all of or a good chunk of the first season while I was on a plane last year and and fell in love with it, but then never picked it up. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like I mean the stuff that I watched, then. <laughs> yeah, I, the stuff I watched I liked, but nothing to where it it really called to me and said, oh, I need to stick with this. And then there's a show called Speechless. I think that's in its second season. I think that was out last year. I can't remember. Yeah, talking about it though. That um, yeah that that's I I I don't think we've watched uh, a full episode of it. We'll see like the end of episodes. Usually, like uh, I think that was like the uh, either the lead in for Goldberg's or like what came on after Goldberg's. I don't remember oh, which, okay. but basically like we would catch it then. And then my wife and I would be like, you know what? This, I mean, cause like we'd, we'd crack some smiles and say, you know what? We should probably watch this. Never did. Never did. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I think it's cool that it's still around because I mean, I, um, Mini Driver's funny when uh, when when she yep. wants to be. You know, you give her the right material um, to do, and and she's a uh, she's not bad. Like they did uh, they did like a like a TV series uh, uh, about that movie um, about a boy uh, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I, yep. I I watched way more of that than I would like to admit. I actually <laughs> you needed to. I uh, uh, I actually uh, like that movie quite a bit, also. But that's uh, that that's kind of one of my secret shame things. It's like every uh, iteration of yeah, about a boy, I've I've always clicked into that for whatever dumb reason. But <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Speechless seemed like a really fun show, but it's it's again, it's one of those sitcoms that I just I I can't latch onto it enough to where I'm gonna set my DVR. Um, right. And you know, I'm looking forward to them potentially getting enough seasons where it it's running on TBS constantly or maybe you know yeah. your your HD off brand uh local <laughs> local affiliate or something right. you know like like your Joe TV or something like that yep, where exactly. uh, um but yeah no I you know so I I I'd totally watch reruns of that but yeah not a um probably not going to not going to tune in for that and then uh, following that on the uh, ABC TGIF Friday lineup is a game show. Yeah. Called Child Support. Yeah. 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 And then they actually I... put 2020 on Friday night starting at 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so we go from, yeah, I. <laughs> TGI fucking Friday. <laughs> I just, I, I don't understand what we're doing. I mean, I don't either. I mean, I get that they're kind of trying to recapture some of that magic, but how I, I don't <laughs> put that line up. How? Yeah, with, especially with that line with with uh, yeah. I I don't I don't know. I I don't I don't know what and they're back doing. Back in the day, it was like Family Matters and Sabrina and well, good shows and Full House. For God's sakes, come Full on. House. So yeah, uh. and yeah, and as you said, good shows. I mean, and and the shows that we were just talking about are thoroughly okay. But I wouldn't say and great. That's the nicest thing we can say about them. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. So I mean, best of luck. Um, yeah, and, yeah, good luck, no, ABC. Yeah, child support. <laughs> you, you uh, but yeah, I, I'm not too impressed with ABC's lineup. Really, like I no. said, the, the, and, that, and that's saying that with the most anticipated show of this fall season being on ABC. But that's only one out of uh, a handful of shows that are just 
no. <laughs> yeah, well, and and uh, too uh, hotly anticipated because, ironically enough, we we were kind of uh, joshing uh, oh, yeah, NBC a little yeah, bit, but right. both of our most anticipated shows are in the ABC lineup. How about that? That's yeah, interesting. exactly. Yeah. Huh. Well, I, I, uh, I hadn't thought that one all the way through. <laughs> but uh, well, you know what? Uh, let's go NBC next because I kind of want to save CBS for a second to last. Sure, uh, if that's all right. Because Sounds CBS, great. What the hell are they doing? But we'll get to that <laughs> because NBC. Uh, there's not a whole lot of new stuff going on there. No, um, not at all. I mean, they're they're of course going to have Sunday Night Football on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, they're bringing back the Voice for another season on eight uh, at eight o'clock on Mondays. They do have a new show on Mondays called Manifest. It has me a little intrigued, I, but I think it's going to fall down the same rabbit hole as like Revolution and yep. Under the Dome, and, uh, those kind of shows, and like uh, the oh, no, Crossing, and you know, yeah, because uh, yeah, like yeah, it's like one of those. I think everybody is still kind of trying to chase Lost. I think, I think so. Yeah. I think everybody's trying to find the the new lost. It, it's it's a cool concept. Um, I like the you know idea of a time displaced type of thing, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's it's like the uh, oh I don't know how to explain. It. It's like it's like the time period isn't far enough back. Like, you know, like instead of like five years ago, go like 10 years ago, you know, where you have like noticeable fashion differences or something like that. Yep. It's like, you know, if these are really like time lost people, you know, why, why, why limit it to, you know, just a, just a five year jump? I mean, probably for budgetary reasons, because right. uh, <laughs> I, I know all of the clothes I have now are from, or, you know, from five years ago, I still have, you know, I've rotated some out, but, yep. uh, but still. <laughs> Still, yeah. So I, I, but yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a kind of a neat, you know, kind of, um, you know, Bermuda Triangle ish type of type of concept. I, I think, I think I like this, uh, uh, this concept better though when it was called Millennium. <laughs> it was yeah, like, exactly. So exactly. I mean, I mean, that was the first thing I thought. I'm like, oh, this is just Millennium, not not to be confused with Millennium. You know, it's not right. like <laughs> it's not like Lance Hendrickson or the or the Lone Gunman are going to show up, but. Uh, uh. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, the, the, this, this looks fine enough. Um, oh, yeah, I'll check it out just to see what, what it is and see if it can hold my attention. Like I, I was a fan of revolution. I know I was one of the few, but I was a fan of revolution. Sure. Uh, I wish that it wouldn't have gotten canceled as quick as it did, but I think, I think that, uh, manifest is going to fall into that same, that same fate though, maybe a season and a half to two seasons. Well, you know, I I agree, and I think it's already got the stink of death on it because they are running those commercials nonstop. They are. And it reminds me of like, uh, you know, like when uh, kind of like, you know, when Heroes was huge, like, you know, you couldn't get away from commercials for The Cape. You know, that mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know, where something like the, they just they promote it so much it's already got the stink of death on it. And I mean I, I wish yeah. them best of luck, but I don't think they're gonna get it. Yeah, I think you can say that about uh NBC's other new show. Yes, other new show. <laughs> they only have like two or three of them. <laughs> Singular. Um and that's on Tuesday nights, uh after This Is Us, mm-hmm. uh season three premieres. Uh New Amsterdam, which is I think Another uh, it, resident uh, off of Fox, like it's uh, it's following that same kind of dynamic. Same uh, same concept. It's uh, um, 
I, uh, you know, my uh, my wife and I, we, well, no, let me let me start over. I used to be a fan of the Blacklist. I, I'm still going. I'm still watching it. My wife is still mm-hmm. on board for it. I've pretty much checked out. I'm I'm going to be kind of like, uh, you know, maybe yeah, doing. I fell out after season two. Yeah. I, I I think I asked you last year, was he, and you and you answered for me, so that's all I need to know. Well, there's, uh, okay, so remember like like an hour ago we said there will probably be spoilers. I have I have a huge yep. spoiler for the, for the uh, season finale of uh, The Blacklist. Uh, do, oh, no. do, you want, do you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay, very good. I was, so, okay, so if you don't want to have the last uh, uh, season finale of The Blacklist uh, uh, spoiled, jump ahead 30 seconds. Um, yeah. the, the MacGuffin of last season was this uh, a bag of bones. It was a, it was a exhumed skeleton that, oh, no. uh, that, that Raymond Reddington, you know, James Spader's character, was uh, frantically pursuing. It was the A plot for the entire season. You get to mm-hmm. the end of the season come to find out the bones belong to Raymond Reddington. Oh, God, no. Yeah, (laughs) so so while it was revealed in season two that Raymond Reddington is Elizabeth King's father, that character is not James Spader. Of course. He's Ultron. I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, and, and I'm just like... I just I I can't handle it anymore. But no, but but New Amsterdam. Cute. I I actually the the joke with us every time we see a promo for it, I'm like, you know what? This this is this is where Tom Keen went after he left the blacklist. <laughs> it's the same yes. character. I think he's like undercover in this hospital. I think that would be well, rad if if uh you know uh, this uh this doctor you know uh, Ryan Agold you know he's um you know if, if he is the same character that he played on uh, the blacklist uh you know Tom Keen well, super assassin. Well, to be fair, he was also on the Blacklist Redemption too. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and how wretched was that? Yeah, remember that was a thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you. And, and you know, speaking of Ryan Agold, I always thought he was great on that show. He was kind of like, um, uh, definitely a bright spot for me there. Oh, yeah. But I felt, I felt so bad for the actor and for the character. So basically, <laughs> his spinoff gets canceled, and then his character gets killed off in in the in the yep. show proper. And I'm like. Oh man, you poor baby bird. You know, exactly. ho- hopefully there's there's a shitty doctor show you can be uh be a part of <laughs> where you may or may not be playing the same character. You know what? You give me like a a um a, an assassin redemption story uh set against a a hospital. I'm kind of cool with that. I mean, this is not yeah. the show. I don't know what the hell the show is about, but I know we're going to watch it kind of based upon <laughs> all of that. But um, but no, I, I just I, I I I watching these commercials with my wife, I, I invented a new show. I'm like, I, oh, yeah. I, I want to see a, you know, repentant um, assassin character, you know, doing penance and on the road to redemption through trying to do good deeds at like a hospital and stuff. I, I think that's a really. I, watch that. I think that's a cool story, but um, yeah, I but, watched the hell out of that. Yeah, but not this, gonna lie. <laughs> but Am- but um, New Amsterdam is not that. 
No, it's not. Uh, we can skip uh, Chicago night on NBC on Wednesday and go straight to Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, wait a sec. So so I, I don't want to spend too much time on Chicago night, but just remind me, because I don't have it in front of me, how many Chicago shows are there now? All three of them are, and they're on the same night, back to back to back. Chicago Med at eight, Chicago Fire at nine, Chicago PD at ten. See, was wasn't there like a fourth one though, like Chicago Lawyers or some shit like that? Maybe I'm making Don't give that them up. ideas. Okay, very good. Because I I really thought that there were like four or five of them, but uh, I'm glad that's yeah, not the, the case. Three, I'm hoping they stop there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Th- we'll go to Thursday and go to the NBC's final new show of the uh, of the fall. <laughs> uh, and I, at first, I thought this was a show or uh, a segment from the Post. R.I.P. That show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show called "I Feel Bad." Oh my god! Yeah, I I don't know what to make of this. I'm not going to watch it. But you, don't, it just... you don't need to know it. It's it's typical uh, family that is dysfunctional, and mom and and dad are living with their parents and yada 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 that's, but but it's it's it, after well and grace that's all, it, that's all that matters but it has like the <laughs> the extra pervy element of like like uh yeah. mother-daughter confusion and and hijinks mm. ensue with uh with accidental groping and stuff it's like and i don't need yes. any of that no yeah, I, don't. I don't nobody needs that <laughs> yeah no thank you but uh yeah, it has it has um, one of my favorite Seinfeld characters of all time. Uh, that actor's on there, so mm-hmm. that's like the only bright spot of it. <laughs> okay, I just hope he does the finger wag at least once in the show, just because. <laughs> and then uh, the the Friday Night NBC lineup. I mean, Blind Spot, Midnight Texas, which is a uh, True Blood light, basically. Yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> and, tr- uh, True Blood for network TV. Yeah, and then Dateline are on Friday. Saturday, they're going to start showing SNL reruns a little bit earlier. That's not the only notable thing on Saturdays for uh, for the NBC lineup. Yeah, that's interesting. I well, and it feels to me like they're they're kind of keeping that spot warm. I don't I don't know what they're going to put there long term, um, but it's maybe they're trying to uh, buck against technology instead of like people finding SNL clips on YouTube. Maybe they'll tune in for mm-hmm. the best of. Um, I, that's that's not yeah, how, that used to be the 2020 slot, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, not 2020. That's ABC. Never that, mind. Um, oh, Dateline. The, Dateline. The, the 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 NBC yep. equivalent. Ooh, yep. sorry. Same difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> same same freaking show. Uh, so let's go ahead and go to CBS, and we're gonna be on this one for a while. So uh, buckle your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen, because there's a couple CBS shows. I'm going to be stuck on it personally, and I think I'm going to drag Mike into the abyss with me <laughs> on that's a couple true. of them as well. I'm ready. Um, but yeah, Sunday uh, we get the uh, NCIS LA edition and Madam Secretary coming back. I think you said you were into that one. Yeah, Madam we, Secretary. We are we are hard into Madam Secretary. Yeah. It's it's good. It's fine. It's fun. Um, great cast. Um, again, it, it's not a show that I would ever push on anybody. You know, it's like oh my god, you gotta check this out. But but we we really enjoy it. Um, it's like this generation's jag, basically. Uh, kind of. Like as far as like as, as far as like pushing it on people, like you wouldn't like hardcore push people into jag during oh, the day. I I understand people what you find mean. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would like it. Yeah, yeah. When people find it, they'll 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 like it. I mean, it's uh, yeah. you know, it, it's got a organically diverse cast. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, you know. Again, we keep talking about like virtue signaling, and and yeah. um, you know something that I've talked about a lot with a killing spree during our shows is you know um, diversity for the sake of it and forced diversity mm-hmm. and things like that. This it it you know there, there's a diverse cast, but it 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 all makes sense in it, and it's not rubbing it in your face. Hey, look at this diverse cast. It's no, it's yeah, it, and and it makes a lot of sense. There's a uh, some very smartly written characters. Uh, dialogue is really good. Again, it's 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 a favorite of ours. But but again, yeah. I I don't I don't feel so strongly that that I'm going to do the hard sell. But it's worth checking out. Nice. Well, one that I'm going to check out on Sundays is uh, one of the new shows on CBS, and I know how this is going to sound. Because you know me, Mike. Yeah. I, I watched the preview for God Funded Me. I was impressed. Yeah, you know what? And I shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, and because I remember several months ago, the last time you and I got together to talk about TV, and we were both just like, uh, you know, just really, really grumping about yeah. it. I, uh, I have also watched some preview stuff, and I'm like, you know... I may have to give this one a go because uh-huh. it I I um I appreciate the concept in a way that perhaps I didn't earlier. Um I I think if it if it just plays it as a straightforward kind of you know um and I didn't look on this is this an hour show or is it a half hour? It is an hour show. Okay. Um yeah, I you know what? I I mean the the lead looks very charming. Um he yep. he seems like uh seems like a good dude to hang a show on. Um I I don't I don't know if he's done anything else this uh um uh Brandon Michael Hall. I'm I'm not familiar with him, but um you know I I I I I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I am too. I I just and, and the first thing that I thought of when I started getting into the preview that I saw there, I'm like this is going to either go the same way as touch the keeper Sutherland and uh, young Bruce Wayne, younger Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. uh, show on Fox <laughs> from a few years back, or it's going to be really good and stay around for a while. Yeah. See, you remember touch like it was good at first, but then they went like way out there to the point where it's like, okay, that no. Yeah. <laughs> I, you lost me. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, um, I didn't last nearly as long as you did. I hated that show. I hated uh, it. Well, and I think what it was is I wanted 24. You, you know, I, I, I wanted Jack Bauer. <laughs> and then I have like this baby Bruce Wayne character that I'm following. I'm like, I don't want any of this. So I don't know how yeah, much not, of that was. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how much of that was the fault of the show or really just my um, uh, uh, inappropriate expectations. But it was. Yeah. It, I mean, the wife stuck with it. But yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, 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 I pulled the eject on that real quick. But but yeah, no, uh, God friended me i mean inexplicably i i think it'll be okay i'm kind of looking forward to it and uh spoiler alert for a little bit later in the episode Mm. this won't be the first time that we said we wanted jack bauer (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. let's let's move to mondays though sure Uh, that i am actually interested in uh the neighborhood with cedric the entertainer uh, that one doesn't look bad. I mean, it, it looks like a typical, uh, like it basically looks like, uh, what's it called off of uh, NBC, Marlin. 
Oh. A little bit. Just, just like, uh, oh, like sure. the black community. It's that the white family moves in and hilarity slash racism and <laughs> yeah, uh, I, And that's why I'm afraid it's going to lose viewers. Uh-huh. I mean, the viewers that CBS is trying to draw, if I can say that without triggering too many people. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and so a, a, a perspective that I bring up from time to time, and this is kind of my first time invoking it here, but who is this show for? Who is this for? Yeah, and I'm not sure. Because it has, uh, obviously it has Saturday Entertainer and his family. And I don't know, if, have you seen the preview yeah. at all for this? Yep, yep. Okay, yeah. The, just the way he describes the neighborhood at the beginning of the trailer, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, where's this going to go? And then all of a sudden the white family moves and it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hilarious, uh, misperception and mistaken yeah. identity because like, yeah. you know, like his oh, son, yeah, they're, the Johnsons, they're a proud black family, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, like his son is named Grover mm. and it's just like, yeah. I'm just like, uh, it's, it's not for me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna shit on anybody that, that is there for, I, I, I'm yeah. lukewarm. I'm lukewarm on Cedric the Entertainer and I Same. wasn't. I wasn't really there for the new girls, so having uh, Max Greenfield is not a draw for me. So, I mean, th- see, I just recently got into that one. I've, I've been been watch been watching it on Netflix, and uh, it it's pretty good. I mean, I, I enjoy it for what it is. It's it's quirky, and I basically had to uh, prove to uh, to Becky that um, the girl off there was actually Bones' sister. She didn't believe me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like one. They of the, look exactly the same, almost except one shorter. Yeah, and they're both awkward as fuck. Yeah, and you got to stare <laughs> at it for for a quarter minute, and then it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I the the only thing I can think of that maybe throws people off or where where they don't make the immediate connection is hair color. Yeah, you know it's and the and the height. I mean, uh, yeah. Emily is much much taller than Zoe. I believe. I think. She's got to give five attention on her. Something like that. At least that's the way they're portrayed uh, on their uh, respective shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm skipping the neighborhood. Sorry. Well, I'm actually, I'm more inclined to watch uh, Happy Together, which has another new girl on uh, Damon Wayans Jr. on it. And I can't remember, never remember the actress's name that played uh, the daughter on 22 Jump Street, but she's in it as well. Uh, um, it, this one looks kind of cute. It, it looks cute. Uh, Amber Stevens West is is who Thank you're you. who yep. you're thinking of there. Yeah, no, this is the one where like the uh, the kid from One Direction shows up and and, yes. and and actually that that's what it's based off of. So apparently uh, Harry Styles from One Direction actually like bunked with um, uh, friends of his for like half a year or something. So, oh, so, wow. so this is based on kind of like that that story, and I think that's kind of why the the uh, uh, character kind of looks the way that he does. They're kind of trying yep. to make him look like kind of discount Harry Styles, but you know, I I think I think it's a cute enough concept. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, and and it's um, original enough. It's not a, it's not a remake. It's not a reboot. So I I'll I'll at least uh, I'll at least give it that reboot. You say. <laughs> Mr. Mike, reboot you say? Well, that's a perfect time to talk about the next show that's yeah. on the CBS lineup on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Yeah. Magnum PI colon A Team hyphen 
5-0. Have I, you seen the trailer for this garbage? More times than I care to admit. I mean, what the I mean, fuck did they do to Magna P.I.? Seriously, what the fuck did they He didn't have this crew of people that he hung out with. He had Higgins. And he had a car. Right. That was it. And, you know, not not to be, you know, and this is where I start losing people because I'm like, and Higgins was a dude. Um, and I was going to go there, too, but I can see it being his daughter. That would be okay, but at the same I'm time. I'm cool with that. What the fuck? Well, from what I understand, this this is like an actual reboot. It's not a continuation. Oh, See now, if you did that to where, worst. yeah, I mean, <laughs> now I could be mistaken, um, but and it's weird because it seems like a just in like that that forty second trailer that's out there, he he crashes like three oh. different Ferraris. So I'm very oh, you didn't watch the four minute uh, preview trailer then, oh. because good lord, it's worse. Yeah, you lost me at four minutes. I'm like, nope, it, it's. Oh, I, I, I solely did it for show prep, but especially after the first minute or so, I'm like, oh, God, no. This, this is not – I hope this gets canceled. I never say that about shows. I hope this gets canceled See, like Viva Laughlin did back in the day. <laughs> Viva Laughlin. Wow, that's a callback. <laughs> you know what? I, Hugh Jackman did okay for himself. You know uh, what? I live right across the river from Laughlin now, so I, I was so excited <laughs> when that came out, too. I'm like, ooh, a, city, a, a show about my city. It's like, oh, that looks nothing like it. What the fuck, Hugh Jackman? Oh, God, God, good. <laughs> it, no, it, it, the, well, you missed the full title. You missed the fine print. It was Viva Laughlin, Vancouver, B.C. <laughs> no, they, they came by. They took, like, uh, stock video shots of, like, the casinos on the on the drive. Oh sure. None of the inside looked like any of the in here at all. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's wretched. Yeah. So uh, here, here's the yeah, deal. I hope this suffers the same fate. <laughs> that, that's know, where I'm at with it. <laughs> here, okay. So I, I don't know if this is a hot take or a knowledge drop or whatever, but this thing is going to last forever. We're not going to be rid of this. Uh, it because here's the thing. It, it follows the Hawaii Five O formula. I was about to say, how many crossovers are we going to get to? And that's why I'm afraid of. You know what? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I, I could see this thing going for at least six to eight seasons easily. Uh, like because, MacGyver's looking like to be. Yeah. Yeah. You keep that shit right in its ear too. But today MacGyver's a bullshit concept. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, with, with, with Magnum PI, um, uh, it, it became a uh, source of contention in the in the cyber household. Uh, oh. The wife is all in, and I am all uh. out. So basically, what I'm going to have to do is, I mean, so it's going to get recorded. So I'm going to sit through those first couple episodes, um, or it. I might end up doing what I did with MacGyver and with Bull and whatever the fuck else she watches on CBS that yeah. I want no part of. I'm like, you're welcome to watch this on your own time. I want no part of it. But since we're going to be recording it anyway, I'm I'm at least going to give it a go. And, um, I, when, when Hawaii Five-0 started, like, you know, 15 years ago or however, right. all, all of these CBS shows feel like they've been on for like 23 years. Um, I liked it. I, I, I liked, I would say at least like the first five seasons of it. 
now I've I've completely fallen off, and I think it needs to end because it's yeah. But but it was it was fine, and it's like you know it it to me it it was kind of like what CBS can do with a name. You know, you kind of you kind of stay true enough to the original concept. You have, you know, like, uh, you know, some uh, 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 legacy character names and, you know, you, you plant it in a spot that may or may not have taken place in at as the original. Um, you know, when, when Hawaii Five-0 was good, it was really quite good. Now it's mm-hmm. just, now it's just pandering garbage. But um, yeah. But no, I, I and and to me, that's what uh, Magnum No Comma Pi feels like to me is that they're they're really trying to either make a replacement for Hawaii Five O or as you said, something that can complement it. You know, what if you know Magnum Pi is actually part of the Hawaii Five O expanded universe or something? I I, I, right, I can and, I can see them. Yeah. You know, and and if it's uh, organic because they're they're they have similar uh, uh, filming locations, ah, fuck it, why not? Whatever. Yeah. Eh. And so. this won't be the first time we'll talk about uh, going off a name and shows coming back and et cetera, et cetera. Sure. When we talk about CBS, uh, but before we get to that, uh, on Tuesday night, and I'm another one I'm intrigued by. This is probably my second. Uh, most anticipated out of the new shows they're dropping. Uh-huh. Uh huh. FBI. I yeah. Don't, I don't know. That looks good. I mean, it's not like must see, but I'm going to check it out, and I think I'm going to get into it just off the trailer. Interesting. It, it looks a little Dick Wolf for my taste. So mm-hmm. you know, so like it. So folks that have been kind of looking for that for that Dick Wolf uh, um, fix. You know, it looks like it would sufficiently scratch that itch. It's it's not my cup of tea, but um, I, I'm kind of a curmudgeon, and and really, it's it's kind of funny because like you know, to uh, as as I was uh, talking to my wife, getting ready for you know prepping for the show, she's like, well, but you're not really looking forward to anything, and you kind of hate TV. Why are you doing a TV episode? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're you're, you're not wrong. But yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the, this FBI looks totally competent. I I don't necessarily have anything against it, but but by the same token, I I didn't, I I kind of missed whatever the thing was that that uh, was meant to grab my attention. Mm. Well, it's going to be sandwiched in between uh, NCIS and NCIS Tallinn No on the all acronym Tuesday on CBS. God damn it. You know what, and you know, and I think I've talked about this every time we've uh, we've done one of these shows. We watch the NCIS shows, mm-hmm. and I don't think a single one of them needs to be on the air anymore. I mean, I say, you have enough room on the DVR for that many NCIS episodes. Yeah, we? and <laughs> I I don't specifically dislike the New Orleans one. Um, I mean, cause I mean, dude, you, you put Scott Bakula and CCH Pounder in the same show. I'm going to watch it. Oh yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that's given, but it, but it falls into that same formulaic, uh, uh, trap. Oh, and Josh Lucas is in that show too. And he's pretty mm. good. Um, it's, it's not a bad show fundamentally, but I think I'm kind of burnt on the, on the, uh, on that style of police procedural 
Like, mm-hmm. like for example, I I got burnt out um, on the C, uh, um, CSI shows. It's like oh, by yeah. the, by the time those all ended, I was tired of them and had been mm-hmm. saying these shows just need to end. And I'm very much that way with uh, with um, you know I think I think New Orleans could stand on its own for a while, but I think Maine NCIS just needs to end. Um, oh yeah, that's long overdue. Yeah, because I mean, you're going to get to a point where it's going to be just Mark Harmon, and yeah. and assorted young people that they that they've put around him. Because like, well, look at Gray's over on ABC on Thursdays. I mean, it's just like I think two characters left. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's that. almost like The Walking Dead over there. There's like no season yeah. one characters left, and <laughs> and when you get that far removed from your original cast, I think that means it's time to hang it up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, I mean, back in the day, like Mash survived replacing three or four characters because people were still invested. It might yeah. not have been the best episodes they did in seasons nine, ten, and eleven, but still, people were tuning in. The ratings were there. Yeah, I, I think CBS still thinks that they have that magic, like they did with Mash with these NCISs. Well, and here's the thing too: is as, as stubborn as it is for us to admit. They're not exactly wrong. No, people. They're not, you know, people still tune in, whether it's on on demand, on streaming, or live. I mean, sure. they still watch them. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, it's it's the equivalent of a comfortable old shoe. You mm-hmm. know, and and I'm not excited to throw away my comfortable old shoes. Um, yep. But I can look at them and say, you know what, I should really get rid of these, but. By gum, they are so comfortable. And I think that's what NCIS is. Uh, I'm along that same lines uh, on Wednesdays. I mean, you still have Survivor and Criminal Minds on Wednesday nights. Those are still things. <laughs> oh, man. Criminal Minds. That's still going, Jesus. And, yeah. you know. And then, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, and I was going to say with Survivor also, um, yeah, I mean. I mean, we're we're fans. We're going to keep watching it, but man, it has been getting really gimmicky the last couple seasons, and I'm I'm getting kind of frustrated with the uh, quantity of gimmicks. So, yeah. and I and I don't see that changing, but I think Survivor is probably the the reality show equivalent to NCIS, to where it's you know yeah. it's it's always going to be there. So and uh, and then David uh, Seely Booth Angel Borians and his SEAL team are still <laughs> on Wednesdays as well. <laughs> I still have yet to give that a watch. I don't know if it's any hey. good or not, but um, you know, uh, tangents within tangents. You know, during kind of like the summer of no new shows, uh, my wife and I uh, uh, dusted off our DVDs of the unit and rewatched the entire oh. series. And with, uh, with President Palmer, yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that was a really good show for two it years. Was. That you it know was. what you know what though that third season is not great. I, and I didn't I didn't realize because we, we we actually cracked the cellophane on it. We hadn't watched the season three oh. episodes since they were they were originally on, and it's like. And I was really kind of trying to figure out the puzzle because it's only like thirteen episodes. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have an ending. Now, granted, oh, it, one of those. it but mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily pull a Las Vegas where it you know it ends on an unresolved cliffhanger. But it doesn't right. really have a wrap up either. And there's all kinds of like dangling subplots that that 
don't get resolved. But it was weird because I could not remember if the show just got canceled or if it was like a mid-season replacement. But yeah, so like the last episode on the disc feels like the middle episode of it feels like episode 13 of a 22 episode season it's like well where's where's the other discs but but the reason (laughs) well and the reason why i bring this up is because i wonder if maybe this seal team show kind of taps into some of that because like when when the unit was really good it was really quite good and Mm -hmm. you know last year we saw the rise of several different um you know tactical military type dramas and they all fell away but yet but seal team remained so i wonder if it means that there's actually something to it that's uh that's worthwhile i i i couldn't say because i haven't watched a minute of it uh, we'll skip over Thursday for now. Let's we'll get to Friday uh, just to say MacGyver's back, Hawaii Five O's back, and Blue Bloods is still alive and kicking. Yep. <sighs> Yay! All three of those. <laughs> Let's get to uh, Thursday. Oh, unless you had something. No, uh, I, I just other than like you know, you know, we know that CBS is the old people's network, right? So it doesn't. Oh yes. <laughs> it, it's to nobody's surprise that you know, obviously. Uh, folks of a certain age watch a lot of CBS programming. Mm-hmm. I think this was a long way of saying that, you know, like, I kind of like Blue Bloods. <laughs> it's a good show. It's, <laughs> it's uh, um, you know, I'd rather see Tom Selleck hanging around there than anywhere near this, this, this Magnum stuff. But, oh, yeah. Oh, God, please don't have Blue Bloods. Cinematic universe. It's a shared universe, and then Hawaii Five O shows up, and you know, and and okay, so we're we're three tangents deep in as as we're already, but uh, I uh, I've I've always posited why shows on a particular network don't just automatically occupy a shared universe. Like, like why doesn't Blue Bloods take place in the same universe as Hawaii Five-0, as NCIS, as mm. Magnum P.I., or, or MacGyver, or whatever? It's like, why... Yeah, I mean, why not? I don't know. It's... It's just a weird, maybe like a like a post Marvel uh, uh, C dub yeah. type of type of connectivity. I guess I guess I'm so used to that connectivity now that now that it's not there and other things, I see it. It's weird. Not for nothing, I kind of want to see a MacGyver SEAL team uh, crossover because MacGyver could build something for the SEAL team to <laughs> to finish one of their missions out of nothing. Oh, see. Like, I'm talking about Richard Dean Anderson, MacGyver, not this new Wi-Fi hacking MacGyver or whatever he is. <laughs> Wi-Fi hacking. See, I was going to say, it's like, so, yeah, I want to see him cross over with, uh, with a SEAL team so he could be riddled with bullets. Yep. <laughs> Just get horribly <laughs> murdered in a desert somewhere. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that need to be horribly murdered Here in a desert go. somewhere, Big Bang Theory is finally ending after the season. <laughs> Oh, praise Jeebus. Um, but we still get young Sheldon after that. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> For some odd reason. Whatever. Um, I, I'm glad that it's ending. I mm-hmm. I really hope they don't pull some kind of like weird audible at the end. Because basically, th- this is all Jim Parsons, right? He's like, basically, yeah, as I'm As far done. as I know, yeah. So, he's the one that wants to end it. 
I hope that they don't pull uh, the Connors with this and and try uh, to do the show without Sheldon. Because, you know, whether you like the show or not, personally, I think it's, it's pandering and wretched and, and uh, problematic. Um, I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, sexist is all get out. I mean, that that doesn't even oh, yeah. begin to scratch the surface of of the problems with uh, the Big Bang Theory for for uh, rational people. That uh, so it hasn't fallen away from like the very first previews I saw, where nerd meets hot girl and hilarity ensues. Yeah, and and they're so far and away from that original concept anymore, to where it's just uh, I. Um. Anyway, uh, I I just hope that they. Um, just don't do uh Big Bang Theory continued with uh without Sheldon in there because that yeah. that's yeah that would that would just be a terrible mistake and I think I think it's time I mean they they've built up enough episodes to have a robust syndication schedule so just let it live that way oh yeah and, I mean it's on TBS it's on Fox it's on your local. Joe TV, TV, whatever it really is. <laughs> but, I, it's my forty-five out here. So, oh yeah, got, um, oh yeah. So, so you get you got a you got a me TV. Is that is that what yeah. that is? Okay. Yeah. Now is is um, is me TV different than than my? <laughs> oh no, yeah, that's different. The the my forty-five is like the the extra channel. Like uh, actually, no, they just rebranded it. Never mind. It's like Fox Extra. Oh, okay. They show like old sitcoms and like extra news uh, cycles and stuff oh, that's from the cool. local newscast. So uh, yeah, it's it's not bad. Okay, there's a lot of TMZ on there too. <laughs> ah, rock on. That's that's nice. Um, so right. We were talking about how uh, how the uh, the Magnum PI colon A team hyphen five O squad is a, a complete reimagining and reboot completely of the classic Magnum. Comma PI. Yep that that's my understanding. And in, in like this is a <laughs> new world in which the original didn't exist. So we go from that to the exact opposite with the other new reboot. I hate saying that new reboot or or bring back in this case. Uh, of, revi- uh, revival might be a good word. Revival. Thank you. Uh, a little uh, new show. Sorry, Candace Bergeron, or however you say her name. <laughs> uh, Bergen, Candace uh, Bergen. About, Ber- Bergen. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Tom Bergeron back. is the host of Dancing with the Stars. Yes, that's what no, re- no relation. Yes. I watched all the, the extended previews of all these, uh, of all the newer shows. Yeah. Um, have you seen the extended preview for, uh, for Murphy Brown? I have not seen the extended preview. I've only seen those wretched TV spots that they keep running over and over. And I, uh, well, I think when Murphy Brown was on originally, it was over my head because of, uh, you know, being a certain age and it just, yeah, it just, same. it never, it never clicked with me. And now that it seems like that they're really going for like the activism culture type of yep. thing. And, yep. you know, like, uh, you know, you have like a red hat that says make America Murphy again. And it's just like, I don't. Yep. I I don't remember much about the original Murphy Brown, but I don't remember it being uh, kind of like a lightning rod for for activism culture. So, well, it was in a different light from what I remember. I because uh, I I would watch it when it was in syndication after a lot of the air with uh, with my parents and grandparents. 
Um, it was more along the lines of she was like not the first, but like the biggest woman in news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they had had the 24 hour news cycles yet. It was basically, she was like the biggest woman in her field, but not only in her market, but like in any market for the most part. Mm-hmm. So they're going from that to, and then she started to like deal with sexism and all that stuff, even though she was the top, like that kind of stuff. They yeah. go from that to this political activism that we saw see in these spots uh, of how they're going to take down Trump and fight fake news and alternative facts and all that. It seems like it's so far off base from the original that I don't know how they can call it a continuation. But the extended preview that I saw today, it was like a where are they now? And it was all the original characters from the show oh, okay. that were still around. So huh. this is a continuation. It's like her coming back to fight this alternative fake news era. Oh, oh, Christ. So basically, yeah. like, you know, Murphy Brown comes back uh, from retirement, not unlike Bruce Wayne in The Dark Knight Returns and right, and, right. and decides <laughs> that, you know, I... Oh, that's that's terrible. That's so much worse yep. than than what I thought it was. And, yeah, and that's the that's the feeling I got from it because they had like the the sit down candid interviews of the where are they now? Like they talked about Murphy having her kid and yeah. and yada yada yada. And then they had like the producer come on. It's like, oh yeah, after Murphy left, I went and produced uh, the View for a couple years, and I, I'm like a wreck now from it. And they had like. One of the male guys in there, how he was a uh, producer for the morning show, but then had to leave. Like it, it was, it was well done for what they were trying to do. Yeah, I just don't like the content of it for what they're trying to do. Yeah, especially for who their audience is supposedly targeting. I mean, we just talked about it. This is the old people's network. Mm-hmm. Do you want to see this? Them fighting, probably their guy. Right. Right now. <laughs> right. Is this a smart move on CBS's part and, and the Murphy Brown show creator's part? Yeah, it, 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 well, and it seems like, you know, everything is kind of uh, influenced by something else. And I wonder if this Murphy Brown uh, uh, revisiting type of, type of thing, uh, revival, um, was kind of, the tone of it may have been influenced by Roseanne from last year. Because they leaned heavily into pro-Trump, and maybe they're like, "Well, okay, well, what's our thing? Well, we're going to go anti-Trump." And I- and at the time, they didn't really go. I mean, they, she never said outright, "I'm pro-Trump." They alluded to it quite a bit, but they never came out and said it. This yeah. one with Murphy Brown, it seems like they're going. I mean, in uh, one of those, what are they now segments? Mm-hmm. She's holding up like a fake Trump cardboard thing that is like a caricature of him sure. and it was like all drawn on and stuff if I remember right. I, I'll see it again but yeah. it, it was very much anti-Trump and you, and they weren't hiding it. They weren't just alluding to it. They were it was out in front of your face. Mm. Yeah, no thank you. Um, yeah. Not uh, <laughs> not gonna and and you know I, 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 I hate being this uh, this sexist guy or whatever but it's like <sighs> poor candace bergen looks like crap yeah i mean and, and that's the other thing she does she hasn't aged well i mean i i know that's like you said sexist but it's also a fact i yeah. mean i i i 
that uh, had to sound like it's going to sound. Mm. I didn't think she was still with us. Oh, <laughs> I got you. Because she hasn't done anything at all, I think, since Miss Congeniality, if I remember right. I don't oh, think she's done sure. anything since that. Well, she was she was on uh, Boston Legal for a couple years. And this was oh, that's right, yeah. Well, and this is what, fifteen years ago? And about that, yeah. And you know, I mean, I, I liked her okay when she was on that show. It's like I mean I and I liked the uh God, it's not a Boston Legal podcast, but uh but no, I, 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 I appreciated what she brought to that character at that time during that show's thing. I, I thought it was totally fine. But oh, that, yeah. but that was like fifteen years ago. So it's like yeah. ugh, no keep it and and again I, I on so many of these things Dave I'm just like who is this for and right. and and I don't have an answer for that because like especially given the audience that we just talked about exactly who is this for on CBS yep <laughs> I don't know but, uh, that, that's not the, the last um, I don't know was SWAT on last year? I can't remember. Or is that a new show? No, uh, SWAT was on last year. It was a mid-season okay. replacement. And I I remember during our... Uh, yeah, because like it premiered in either late October or early November. And it... You know, so it was barely a blurb, and I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, I like Shamar more, okay, but I, I don't need this, you know, I don't need a reimagining of SWAT. It's pretty good. We're, yeah, it we watched good. it. I it's... haven't watched the first season yet, but the preview for this new season uh, hooked me in. Yeah, well, the in the first, I would say, like maybe like couple episodes, kind of leans into uh, kind of outrage activism culture, but then mm-hmm. after a while, it kind of it once it kind of finds its footing, it it leans into just being a pretty decent uh, per, uh, police procedural. Uh, you know, featuring a SWAT team. So, I mean, there, there's good characters. Um, you know, the the cast interacts pretty well, um, and and it's not bad. Again, it's it's not super great. Again, much like so many of these other CBS shows, I'm not I'm not going to push it in somebody's face and say you mm-hmm. got to watch this. But I will also kind of you know bop my head and say you know what? it's not bad. It, it, it's yep. not. I mean, I mean, uh, what if if you can get behind Shamar Moore being basically Superman, where he is like the <laughs> best at everything? Um, yep. I mean, like in addition to being a brilliant SWAT commander, he's also a a master detective apparently, because like because like the SWAT team like solves crimes the detectives can't and stuff. There's there's a lot of that stuff which is. Kind of, kind of, kind of goofy, but yeah. So it's, but it's, it's you know, it's in the CSI mold where like you know the the lab people are solving crimes and the detectives are basically just there to slap on the cuffs at the end of the episode. So it's uh, th- there's gotcha. a lot of that. There's a lot of that, <laughs> and, but uh, that doesn't make it bad. Um, nope. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it's fine. I mean, you know, give it a peek, see what you think. But it's, okay. uh, I I I hope they don't. In light of, it's so weird because like I think like the first couple episodes of SWAT were kind of like uh, a reflection of a post Ferguson type world, yep. and 
so I, I don't know where they go now. Do they, you know, do they steer back into that? You know, like, I mean, do they take kind of like a Black Lives Matter type of type of um, uh, tact on it? I I don't know. And and I don't know what the audience wants or what what they can tolerate. I haven't seen the preview oh. yet, but um, but if if they kind of stick to the formula that they kind of established in like like say like the last half dozen episodes uh, from that first season, it, it it's a decent show that I'll stick with. Okay. Uh, and yeah, final thoughts on the CBS lineup. Besides, what are they thinking with a couple of these? <laughs> yeah, it's it it's it, it's mixed nuts. For sure, because yeah. um, I mean you've got some surefire stuff, but then you've got you know you've you've got a things where, a couple things where they're kind of stepping outside of their their thing just a little bit with but with um mm. I mean there isn't I, yeah I I don't know it's uh it, it wouldn't be CBS if not for a couple um uh, either reboots or revivals or reimaginings or something because that that seems to be kind of their thing. Still waiting on my match reboot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, may, right. maybe maybe at a time where we have more time, I'd say, hey Dave, pitch your mash reboot to me because I don't, I don't, I don't know what that looks like in 2018. But oh, I don't either. Uh, I'll have to do some research. Maybe that'll be a, a mid-season uh, uh, project I can work on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Workshop that because I, I think, I think there's some meat on the bone. I just, I just don't. I just don't know what it looks like yet, but right. All right. So our final network that we have is yep. uh, the big one, in my opinion, uh, El Fox. Finish <laughs> for the Fox. The Fox. <laughs> El Fox. Um, so Sunday is their normal animation uh, block. Simpsons yep. coming back for their 294 season. Bob's Burgers uh, back. Family Guy yet again, and this new show called Rel, uh, which is not animated. Um, I guess there was a preview of it. Uh, last night I didn't watch it. I don't know if you did or not. I I specifically did not. You uh you can keep this shit right in its ear. I uh, I liked Get Out just fine, but I think I tweeted this when like uh, so like they um um you know any social media where they have something that's like promoted it constantly shows up on your feed. Um. Yep. So anyway, that this this a uh, thing for Rel just would not go away. It kept showing up on my feed, and I'm like I. I I I thought Get Out's friend was funny enough, but that doesn't mean I need an entire show about this guy. Um, right. And that's that's what it appears to be. It's it's just Get Out's best friend. Um, and Sinbad's in it, so. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, and and uh, I uh, is is Sinbad okay? Because he he's like I don't know if he picked up like. The Michael Jackson disease, like if he's got like vitiligo, like super bad or something, because like I I felt bad because I'm like, I mean, I mean, Sinbad was, you know, always lighter, you know, with with, you know, his 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 uh, uh, gingerness and whatnot. But he looks he looks like he, he looks like a white dude. He looks super white. And I, does, yeah. I don't remember him being that super white. So I don't uh, or maybe it's the hair that's messing me up. Cause like, isn't he like bald in this or the something? The hair did look different. Yeah, he he added some hair. Like, I mean, not, it's not John Cena hair, but there's more hair than he's normally had. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it was it was unsettling. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, I I just I I don't know what the show is about. I don't care what it's about. I just I, no, 
Not for me. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. Now, before we uh, get into the uh, the meat of the uh, the whole week, uh, I'm going to go to, uh, if you don't mind, jump to Fridays because okay. this is the last fall lineup as we know it for a Friday night on Fox. Okay. Because I fucking called it. <laughs> if you recall, if you recall in our last, uh, in our last podcast we did together where we talked about cancellations and, and, uh, kind of little bit of previewing what we're doing tonight. Yeah. And you remember the prediction I made you, uh, you made a couple, um, uh, interesting predictions, you know, like stuff having to like, uh, oh God, what was it like? Like Fox was going to pair up with the WWE because they're mm-hmm. like losing football or something. I, I, I don't remember all of them, but you had like some swinging for the fences, um, uh, conspiracy theories, but it, it seems you've, uh, you, you've connected and gone yard with, uh, with, with this, uh, this bold prediction that has come to pass, uh, lay, lay it on us. Yes, uh, well, Fox did not end up outright buying the WWE like what some reports were suggesting. Right. They did, however, pay $1 billion, with a B, dollars for WWE SmackDown to air on their Fox affiliates starting in 2019. Wow. Uh, the first uh, episode of that will be, I think it's October 17th, somewhere around that time frame, 2019. It will be uh, aired live on Friday nights. Okay. Um, uh, starting, I believe, at 8, uh, 7 or 8 p.m. I'll double check that. But, uh, yeah, so no more uh, scripted programming, uh, for lack of a better term, okay. <laughs> on Friday nights, uh, starting after this year. So I'm wondering what, what's going to happen because there's some stuff on Friday this year that uh, obviously you're going to keep two of these things because okay. – One's a staple, and one's a new one that they brought over from another network. That's on Fridays. Last Man Standing, they threw on Fridays. I think just as a for a place to go yeah. at this point. Um, they'll probably move it to Tuesdays or uh, or even Mondays next year, uh, and then Hell's Kitchen will probably go to Wednesdays. Uh-huh. Um, there's another one on there that I I want to like it because of who's involved. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to last long. The cool kids. Yeah, I I'm inclined to agree with you, Dave. Because I mean, I mean, you've got Martin Mull, you got David Allen Greer, Vicky Lawrence, mm-hmm. Leslie Jordan. I mean, it's I want to like it. I and, want to with that. <laughs> and it seems like it could be fun. It's you know, it's uh, yeah. you know, it, it's people being uh, uh sassy and getting into old people shenanigans in like a retirement community. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's kind. Of, it, it's a neat concept. Um, but I, yeah, they do a movie like that back in like 2000 ish, 2001, uh, had, uh, Farina and uh, a bunch of older legends at the time. I can't remember what it was called, but they're like a mob type thing, like in a retirement home. Oh Christ. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think I know what you're talking about. Um, there, there was a there was a movie even more recently than that uh, called uh, Oh, what, what the fuck was it? It was a, a Never Too Old or You Got to Do It or some 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 oh, shit like that. that. Yeah. It, it was it was a uh, Zach Braff. He uh, he directed yeah. the movie and had like Morgan Freeman and uh, oh, yeah, and Ellen Arkin yeah. and Michael Caine and it, mm-hmm. oh god, that they're movie. all doing funny old people stuff. 
Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. They, they they like you know make like a bank heist and it's it's all mm. stupid. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, that that's what this Friday, this uh, year's Friday lineup is gonna look like. It's gonna look completely different next year, so be prepared for that. Also, another tidbit I picked up, um, and this is at Fox's bidding. Uh huh. Apparently, they want SmackDown to look like a real sport. Oh. Like they want to try and make it look legitimate because they want to pair it up with like like have some of the guys go on like Fox NFL Sunday morning, uh appear on the baseball broadcast and they have like have a lot of inter promotional things with the other sports. So they want to make it like less storyline y, more contesty. Oh ew. What so Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Okay, because I, I was going to ask. It's like, as a fan, what what do you think? <laughs> I, I my initial gut reaction, I like it for a few reasons. Okay, because then there, there there's going to be less talking. There's going to be more action in the ring, more matchups that we will want to see. But at the same time, there's some things where we do need that soap opera niche. Yeah, <laughs> and, and there. I just don't think we need it to the extent that, say, Monday Night Raw has it because uh, just tonight, for example, okay, they have one match in the first hour. Oh, okay. They have one match in the first hour. The rest of it was promos and recaps and talking. Oh, and Yeah, it, it, it's gotten to the point where, I mean, Monday Night Raw, uh, USA Network paid like $1.2 billion to keep the rights for that on the USA Network. Wow. <laughs> or, or sorry, I should say NBC, Universal, Comcast, whatever they're called yeah, now, well, yeah. <laughs> paid that <laughs> for, you, for them to stay on USA. Wow. And yeah, uh, so basically over the last year, Vince just made about $2 billion, uh, a little over $2 billion for both of his shows. So, and, and he also has his FFL coming up here in two years, coming back. Oh, that's right. And, which, and that's and, a whole other topic for another day well and and you know just uh uh you you're you're still at maximum hype for that right oh i am uh, and <laughs> I, only because it, it's not like last time and i'm gonna drive this point home whenever i can okay if you remember right the last time he did this he put everything together got all the cities uh in there got all the players he did everything with in about the span of about six seven months right no wonder it failed. <laughs> he tried to incorporate <laughs> wrestling in, and it, it was just bad. Mm-hmm. This time, he's taken about two years. He's going to get proper proper players, get a actual like committee in, or get the rules. He's doing everything seemingly right this time. And from everything I've heard, he's going to keep the aspect of wrestling completely out of it this time. Like not even having the announcers from the WWE there. He's not going to incorporate like. He's not gonna bring in The Rock or Austin or okay. any of these other old timers. Like he's gonna, it's gonna be its own entity that he just has a hand in. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting to that'll be interesting to to check out when that when that rolls around. Um, Especially with the way the NFL is going, I don't know if you've watched any games, but they it's just it's bad now. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, many useless penalties that have no business being thrown. It's yeah, not even football anymore. <laughs> it, yeah, it's 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 getting uh, um, it's getting discouraging out there. Um, and, and to say nothing about the political stuff, which I don't want to. Well, I'm not even bringing that in. Yeah, I'm just not about even going to touch it. Play is down. 
<laughs> but you know, yeah, exactly on 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 its face. Um, but yeah. you know, one one thing I guess I did want to touch on uh, politically a sec. We we haven't we haven't really talked about how we feel about the revival of Last Man Standing, and yeah, what... uh, I haven't seen the show like too much to really have a opinion per se. Like I know that it's a conservative show for the most part. Like they're very, they're, if I remember right, they're very hardcore conservatives, like family values, right wing. Yeah, uh, which I, makes I guess, me surprised yeah. that they last on ABC as long as they did. Exactly, <laughs> and you know, th- this is. Uh, I think this is actually our first time bringing this up, but possibly not our our last. It's. Uh, mm. Um, it, it's okay to let a show go. I think. And yeah. yeah, I mean, cause I mean, there, there's still people clamoring for, you know, more home improvement and it's like, wait a sec, you got six years of last man standing. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's the same damn thing. And <laughs> I, I'm frustrated that I feel like that this show represents one of some of the wrong headed things going on politically that, you know, maybe we were, we were kind of unpacking a little bit when we were, when we were talking about the Roseanne stuff earlier, mm-hmm. it's like when, when last man standing was not renewed, you know, conservatives took it as a blow saying, you know, Hey, well, why, why does like modern family get to continue? But like last man standing, it's, it's always comparisons with people yeah. that, that, that are, you know, strongly uh politically inclined you know on either side it's like well why is you know always getting out the apples and oranges and mm-hmm. and it's frustrating from that aspect but it was always like well you know tim allen is being marginalized and his show is being canceled because he's a conservative and it's a conservative show and you know hollywood is all just a bunch of you know liberals and all this other stuff but but i look at it as well maybe the show had just kind of run its course um, I mean, it was on for six years, and I shed no mm-hmm. tears when. It, I mean, the show is not great. The show is no, not. I great. mean, it's no home improvement. I mean, home improvement did have it. I mean, it fell off near the end. Uh, a lot of that was with Jonathan Taylor Thomas leaving, and oh, sure. uh, and and a lot of the stories basically being rehashed, uh, just with the older kids. Um, but that lasted what seven, eight years, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for, I mean, it, Last Man Standing wasn't too far off that. Right. Uh, six years, I believe. Uh, six seasons. Yeah. So, I, this will be seven, technically. Yeah. I mean, so it, I, it's it's the Scrubs dilemma, too, possibly, mm-hmm. too. I mean, it might not be as good. Yeah. So, I, and, and to me, it's like it it's a revival based not on merit, like mm-hmm. perhaps, say, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Or yep. maybe even some of the streaming stuff, which I mean that that's a whole nother weird, weird basket of cats to try to unpack. Oh, yeah. But but mm-hmm. I think Fox is specifically trying to uh rope in conservative um uh audience, which is fine, but I, I found I find myself frustrated that a segment of the audience is rallying behind this show. Not because, I mean, specifically just because it's, you know, it's a conservative show about conservative people. And that bothers me uh, just as much as um, 
Oh, I, I don't know. Take your pick. Something where, you know, it, it's forced diversity and inclusion, you know, yeah. where it's, you know, not organic and it's forced and it's and um, I don't know. I mean, it's I, I, I guess for my own views, I want I want to at least be consistent because I, mm-hmm. I'm in I'm in no more support of this than I am, you know, anything else that's. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I just oh, no. I'm baffled that this uh, this gets to be a thing. And I think it speaks to uh, the division and divisiveness that, that we were talking about earlier. Um, and again, the show just looks wretched. It, it looks oh, it I, mean, I mean, I see the billboards and, and you know, he's got mm-hmm. like a tiny fish and she has large fish. And it's just it's fucking stupid. Pisses me and off. on the uh, previews that they've shown on Fox, they're like, "Hey, this looks good. Is it possible this looks better on a on a different network, like playing up the the move and stuff?" But uh, if I can bring up another thing that Go we ahead. talked about prior to going on air here, yeah. and it's basically this climate that you're either on one side or another, mm-hmm. and if you're not on my side, you're the devil. Fuck you. Go away. Right. That's the climate of today, and, and like you said, for some reason they latched onto this show because. Oh, they're attacking conservative yep. shows. They're attacking conservative family values. I'm not even going to try and see your side. Don't talk to me. This has to go back on the air now. It doesn't matter where. Yeah, and I that's mean, the mentality that they have for, toward it. <laughs> I uh, I saw a petition running around. Uh, I don't remember where it was. Like it was. It didn't even make it to change.org. It was just like some weird something where it's like, well, you know, we we demand that uh, that. Fox uh, revive the the Roseanne show, and it's like, first of all, buddy, you you don't that's understand how, how things. Work. <laughs> that's not how, literally, how any of that works. It's like it's, I mean, that's like trying to demand KGRG one goes back to the polls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, so you understand that reference? <laughs> I do. I, uh, I I and I'm trying to figure out if that if that person is just a fan or if they're an alumni. I yes, uh, as far from my understanding, it's both. Um, oh, I guess, okay. uh, yeah, that, that's a whole other topic for another day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry yeah. I brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. All right. So where are we going next as we, uh, hurdle uh, towards the end? To, uh, Mondays, uh, I, I didn't like the resident. I don't know if you did or not, which is nope. basically new Amsterdam just first. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Well, uh, see, here, I don't know if we want to talk about that one much, but I just didn't care for. I tried to get into it, but it's basically a renegade doctor breaks all the rules and saves people on his own fight, while fighting the bad chief of medicine or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> see, and 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 again, it it takes the the concept that I was talking about and turns it the wrong way. Now, if he's like. A, a reformed assassin that you know is, is trying to play it straight and not be a reng- renegade doctor and like you know runs afoul of renegade doctors. Oh, that's what it is. It's like so. It's like every week he you know like there there's you know crooked doctors and shifty yeah. uh, uh, hospital administrators and this is like the one guy that like stands for like you know true justice and by the book type of stuff and maybe. Maybe uh, uh, doling out some vigilante justice, maybe some high kicks or something. Maybe you get like, oh, I don't know, like a Lorenzo Lamas in here or something. And you know I, who would play that character very well? Besides Lorenzo Lamas? 
John C. McGinley when he was Dr. Cox on Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, okay, I'll give you that. That's fine. So, so I've taken my awesome concept and have now ruined it. Wonderful. <laughs> Not watching The Resident. I, and, and here's the thing, too. No, I, 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 I have a predisposition, a prejudice against doctor shows anyway. I'm, I'm just not a fan of medical procedurals. And I think maybe that's why, uh, jumping back way back, why uh, The Good Doctor never really clicked with me, because it's mm. like, well, but but doctor. Yeah, so yeah, I, it, I don't know. But it's, but it's autistic doctor who's genius. Yeah. It, it, they throw that in there, and it, it it's just, again, it's his interactions with people, it's how he does things, like it's a new take on the doctor procedural. Sure. I, I understand where you're coming from because I'm, I'm the same way with like the, like the law and orders and stuff. I mean, you can only oh, watch that so many times. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, yeah. So interesting. Uh, so so we're still uh, on Fox, right? We're still on Fox. Um, did you have one that you want to bring up? Because uh, I have one more on Monday. I don't know if you were going to go there or not. Uh, probably not. <laughs> okay. Because um, it was uh, – it's – my breakout hit from last year and one that I, I can't get enough of, huh. even with a character change this year, which I'm unsure about. Oh, right. Uh, 911. Oh, oh, see, now, see, I thought you were going to talk about the uh, the other show on Fox. Oh, no, we're getting to that on Tuesday, and okay. uh, that, we're going to be on that for a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, I, like, I, I haven't watched 911. Um, highly recommend. Okay. All right. Um, it starts out a little slow. It takes some turns, though, in not so much a 24-way, but in a way that makes sense. All right. Interesting. <laughs> um, Connie Britton was on the show last year. Uh, you may remember her as oh, Nikki yeah. from uh, Spin City. Uh, she is apparently not a part of the show anymore, and they uh, brought in Jennifer Love Hewitt to replace her. Oh. Not her character, but like uh, she's replacing <laughs> her spot on the show, basically. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, that's... um. That's interesting. But uh, this season looks like it's already going uh, to start off with uh, a little shaking up. That's all I'll say. Ooh. But if you've seen the previews, you know what I, I mean. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I have seen the poorly computer-generated earthquake that that uh, devastates the world of... What? It's not just that show. It, it's all CGI. It looks like that nowadays, and it's horrible. It just, yeah. It, it's saying something when the 90s had it right with their, with their fake stuff. <laughs> Oh man, you're uh, you're not joking. That's ugh, barf. Hey, hell, even that even that 1970s earthquake movie looked better than some of the scenes you got with the water breaking the dam that you can tell is obviously a toy, but still yep. it looks better than today's CGI. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, let's move to Tuesday. Uh, okay. Have you been watching The Gifted? Uh, yes, uh, the the X Men. Uh, yes, yeah, not not bad. Shaky in spots for sure. Um, kind of has some inconsistent tone problems, but I uh, my my takeaway from watching it, watching the episodes last season, is oh, they get it because the X Men is supposed to be. Uh, a bunch of awkward, angsty teens trying to find their way in the world. And I think that is a huge strength for the gifted. Um, yeah, I, I think it I think it it has like just the right amount of teen angst. 
uh, for for my taste. Um, and it has enough uh, B, C, and D level characters that I recognize from other places where I'd be like, oh, that's that guy. Oh, that's that guy. Because like a lot of the, the uh, feature characters ended up in that um, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past movie. Like like in the horrible nightmare future, you know. So it's like you know you've got okay. you've got Thunderbird, you got Blink, you got a, a Sunspot. So I mean, so there's there, these are characters that have been represented in other um, aspects of the um, of the X Men media. Um, this isn't necessarily a specific adaptation of anything X-Men, but I think it, 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 it taps enough into, uh, tone to where, um, again, I, I really dug it. Um, and, and I liked, so, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so would you say that this is like Gotham is to DC's Batman? Um... Like, like it has enough of the lore, but not necessarily any continuity from any of the major iterations that we've seen. Yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I think that's a, I think that's a more than fair read on that, um, because yeah. like, if anybody is even like tangentially interested in X Men, um, I mean, check out the Gifted. I mean, it, it, it. it gives you enough of what you want without giving you actual X-Men. So, you know, there's oh, okay. no, there's no Wolverine. There's no Cyclops. There's no, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, like the most recognizable characters are throwaway dead meat characters from a movie from a few years ago. So, gotcha. so yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think I was even being generous when I said B and C level. I mean, these are like C, D, and F level characters. So, I mean, they're they're still not making it into the Deadpool movies, uh, the manner for Deadpool. So, I mean, they're they're not that low, <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a decent little show. And and the thing that I was going to say earlier is that unlike say like uh, Agents of Shield or even uh, Gotham, is that mm. I I don't remember how many episodes the gifted was but i want to say it was less than 10 it may have even been like eight or something i I, yeah but it it it, wasn't much i remember that it was and and for my taste it was just enough because like where where i think those other two shows that i refer to agents of shield and gotham where where they lose me is that you've got like 22 episodes Mm. of this stuff and that's kind of you, the well kind of gets dry after a while. And yeah, I mean, it, it, The Gifted felt like a decent uh, miniseries style uh, type of show. And I, I thought that I thought that was totally fine. OK, well, let's get to the one that you were talking about. Uh, hey, Mike, <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes, Dave. How would you like a lethal weapon show, but without one of the main characters? Well, um, <laughs> that's a weird, that's a weird loaded question because like I, uh, I, uh, well, you just tell me what the right answer is for your setup. I was going to, cause I was going to go on this whole tangent to where like I, um, 
um, it, it it never really won me over the way that um, that I think we're because th- this was your hard sell recommend from last year that and that and this is us, but it's like yeah. you know I checked out the first season and and liked it okay. I mean it's fine. I I I don't know if maybe I just took too much baggage into it expectation wise, but I'm like mm-hmm. I mean this is okay, but it, it it didn't unfortunately it did not grab a hold of my throat and keep my attention. I think maybe mm-hmm. the way that I would have liked, but um yeah, but what what is going on now? I am <laughs> I am I am puzzled by the direction of this show. Well, uh, I had a follow-up question, uh-huh. but you ruined that. <laughs> I was going to say, what if I told you one of the main characters that wasn't on the show was Martin Rage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 do, I don't understand. Yeah, they, they did not recast Martin Riggs. I have no idea. This might be another one of those situations. I don't know how they're going to explain Riggs not being a, mm-hmm. a part of this universe anymore, but... Uh, in case you didn't catch our last episode, uh, Clayne Crawford, who played Martin Riggs on Lethal Weapon, was unceremoniously fired from the show over the uh, break. And they brought in uh, Stifler himself, Sean William Scott, to replace him, but as a different character. Oh, see, that's... Well, at least they didn't recast. Um, I... Yeah, I'm trying to look at it that way. <laughs> yeah, I okay. So, as, as somebody that was a fan of this, where where's your enthusiasm? I mean, it's like, is, are you gonna stick with it, or where are you at? I'll watch the first episode of the season, but to me, Lisa Weapon is Martin Riggs and Roger Murtaugh. In that like, order, yeah. right? You you would say, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because like Martin Riggs is a huge. I mean, he was the lethal weapon. That's the whole point. Like yeah. he was the uh, on fringe, like crazy, psychotic, right. driven mad, over the edge cop that Murtaugh had to rein in and get back to reality. I don't know why they why they even do this without a Martin Riggs. Well, I mean, because I mean, I I bet you uh, Damon Wayans was still under contract. You know, maybe like the, you know, it's, I don't know. Is the, is this a, a, a reflection of like the Connors, you know, it's like, uh, I, I, I'm yeah. glad, I'm glad we kind of invoked that first because it seems like a lot of things kind of come back to that. And there, there's, you know, it's interesting that there's, there's a few shows like this coming up this season where you lose your main character and it's like, it makes you wonder what they're going to do story-wise. But it seems to me, like, from the previews I saw, Dave, it, it seems like it's just going to be kind of more of the same. You know, it's like, you know... He, the- yeah, he's on fire, and he doesn't know it, blah, blah, blah. But I, this one probably has the easiest out out of the shows that are recasting and, and replacing people because Martin Riggs was already basically suicidal. All you have to do in the first five minutes is say, oh, yeah, poor Riggs. We couldn't save him. He, he finally oh, yeah, did it. Here's Wesley Cole, your new partner. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that, and I feel that that's going to be like the way they go. And to me, and I hate, I know how this will sound, I feel it's a big cop out. Uh, how do you mean? Could you elaborate on that? Uh, just because it's the easy way out. 
just explaining, oh, he died. What to do? He, we're going to Charlie Harper him because that was the road he was going down anyways. Oh, okay. I, I, I see what you mean. So in in, in your head canon, is there, is there a way to, I mean, because I mean, obviously they, they, they fired the dude. And so, so, so what do they do? Do they just cut bait and end the show? Or what? And that's where I'm torn because, like I said, Lethal Weapon without Martin Riggs, to me, it's not Lethal Weapon. I, I, I know they have a contract probably. They had to fulfill the show orders and stuff. They yeah. have to go on with it. I'm hoping for the best. Gotcha. Well, and and as as you had pointed out last year when we talked, Damon Wayans is pretty good. I he mean, he, he's, I mean, you could probably put him in 1980s in Don, uh, Danny Lover's spot, and you would believe he would be a Murtaugh. Yeah, I mean, because and, and and for me that that was the thing. It's like, okay, I I am there with uh, with Damon Wayans as Murtaugh, and I just I don't know, I just never really clicked with uh, with with the other guy as uh, uh, maybe I just couldn't get past the mustache. I don't know. It was just like, yeah, it was it was a little different for me too. But at the same time, like I felt he grew into the character. Sure. Okay. Uh, no, that's the way I saw it. I mean, difference of opinion, that's always a good thing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, but I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know nowadays. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, so, all right, so... Uh, so do so, we want to talk about the Wednesday night uh, flash line at the Star Empire combo? I, I'm not in no, either one of those right now. <laughs> I, I'm not into either of those, but I, I appreciate their right to exist and i'm glad that yeah. they're successful because oh, i mean yeah. i you know i i think that the primetime soap definitely has a place in in primetime tv and oh, yeah. and you know and i i like you know what what those uh what those shows do for uh diversity and inclusion and and I think I think it's great. I mean, neither show is for me, and it and it's not because like you know Empire is like you know uh, a predominantly black cast or you know deals mm-hmm. with with the world of hip hop or anything like that. Um, it, it's it's just it's just not for me. But I I I, I think it's cool that it's successful. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, and I and, I'm, I'm and... glad I'm glad that poor Terrence Howard finally caught a break. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and then Thursday, starting here in about three weeks, uh, Fox is going to be starting to get their NFL contract underway. So no original programming on Thursdays this year after, uh, I think it's like October, what, 6th or something like that. Something like that. Wow. But I think they're just going to be running like reruns of stuff on Thursdays uh, up until then. Yeah. So-, so that is all the major networks, it looks like. All right. Well, um, you know what, Dave? I'm looking at the time, and yep. I think uh, we may have to cover uh, cable and streaming um, another time. Um, yep. Because, yeah, I, you know, we 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 warned everybody <laughs> against uh, you know tangents within tangents. But yeah, I think the the power of our tangents was just uh, was just too great this time around. So it was too tangible. Uh, exactly. So we'll, uh, you know, maybe we'll see if we can hook up in uh, in another couple weeks. Maybe uh, maybe 
um, after I return from uh, from vacation and we can get the you know schedules ironed out again. But um, but yeah, man, this is a this is a lot of fun. I, yes, uh, I miss doing this. <laughs> I, I love bitching about TV. Uh, oh yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just and ask my wife. Whole... She she's just like, do you even like this stuff? And I'm like, I don't even know anymore. But but I do like talking well, about it. That just reminds me of like one of the first uh, podcasts we did with Spree, me, you, and Spree, and we were yep. talking about like uh, how we hate watch stuff. Like we would hate watch Gotham. We would hate yeah. watch Designated Survivor and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, I've been here so long. I have to see how it ends now. Yeah, and that's what it is with a lot of it. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and you know, it, it's funny you you mentioned our uh, our good buddy Killing Spree. He uh he uh when when he and I got together last, we talked about uh, the Meg. You know, the the Megalodon uh, giant yes. shark Jason Statham movie, and we we were recording uh, the same night that the uh, the the Sharknado Part Six was coming on, and obviously, <laughs> obviously, Dave is a you know huge huge uh, Sharknado person. Yes. So okay, so I didn't watch it. I think I think Spree did because you guys were like trading uh, live tweets back and forth a little bit. Is, is this truly the last Sharknado? There was closure, so I believe it is. There was a lot of closure, actually. Wow. Uh, it didn't make sense, but there was closure. Okay. <laughs> again, it's, it's sharks in a tornado, so of course, <laughs> we're not looking for historic accuracy. Right. Here. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so so Killing Spree had put out, um, kind of called you out a little bit. He was like, yeah, so what What would win, a, a Sharknado or a Megalodon? And I figured, like, I mean, because I know you addressed it on social media already, but I thought since yeah. we were since we were here and talking and and uh, and kind of live, um, I thought I thought that would be uh, kind of fun to revisit uh, before we get out of here. Oh yeah, and uh, neither one would win. Uh, Finn Shepard with a chainsaw defeats all, so that's all that matters. Damn it. <laughs> Ian Zering's uh, adorable character from the Sharknado series. You know what? And and good for him for you know parlaying that into something. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's... Oh, the, it, it, they, the create whoever created this when Sci-Fi greenlit this. Yeah. They had no idea what kind of cult classes this would come. They have so many of these horrible B-type movies on that network. Yeah. It was a shark in a tornado movie that just <laughs> blew up. Yeah. Nobody it, could have predicted that. <laughs> well, it kind of it kind of tapped into that snakes on a plane type kitschy type, you know, and, and 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 I think what the strength of Sharknado was is that it leaned into it. You know, it it didn't shy oh, it did. away from it and embraced it. Um that being said, I mean, I I I will not say a bad thing about it because I know it's a thing that's dear to you. But God damn it, is it not for me? <laughs> oh, it, it's it's really not supposed to be for anybody. Yeah. But, I mean, Tara Reid is by far the worst actress of, of today. I mean, by far. And I think she owned it yeah. in, uh, in the series, too. And I think it got to a point where she was trying to be even worse, which is somehow possible apparently yeah yeah you know and i i think uh i think homegirl needs to get checked out too she might have like throat cancer or something i i don't know what's going on there she's she like you know yeah, went the to, way she talks like this yeah I don't she know what that is went, went to the christian bale school of uh you know she's doing like like a batman voice i swear or something yeah. it's it's 
it's a uh, uh, not good. <laughs> so I will say, it's still not as bad as John Travolta tucking through his teeth as Robert Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, fun times. So, um, so Dave, uh, before yeah. uh, before we part ways for now, because I think we've uh, we've seeded uh, the next couple things. You know, we'll uh, you know we'll definitely have to get back on and oh, yeah. uh, talk about cable, talk about streaming. I'll uh, uh, tell you the story about how I got an Alexis Cube and and watched Jack Ooh. Ryan. It was freaking awesome. And yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're starting to embrace that streaming uh, TV lifestyle. In a way, we You've embraced a lot recently. I mean, the streaming, uh, a social media platform. You say you never go on. I, I mean, know, right? Um, what, yeah. What it's... happened to this, what, what happened to Mike Cyber? Well, well, you know what? I uh, <laughs> it all comes back. I, I I I have that milestone birthday coming up this week. So yeah, yeah it's like uh, it's like maybe I'm just opening up. Not unlike Nathan Fillion as the rookie. Perhaps I'm. Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bring it all back together. Um, yes. But, uh, but Dave, before we part ways, if folks wanted to uh, harass you on the Internet for your opinions, um, how, how can people connect with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, just right now, at SandersD84. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, I think it's just Facebook.com slash SandersD84. Uh, yeah, definitely give me a tweet. I'll probably tweet you back. Might not be good, but I'll tweet you back. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, traditional come at me, bro. <laughs> so. Yes, especially with some of the stuff we've said tonight because we've had some takes. And yeah, we're no, a little in fuego. Yeah, so it it'll again it'll be interesting to revisit some of this stuff and see, you know, what sticks around and what um what uh what what doesn't and and uh who gets to pick up a phone cuz they called it or I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that the Connors is going to be okay. I doubt it, but Yeah. Um, maybe uh, maybe Magnum PI without the comma will be okay. I very highly doubt it too. I, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> and, and who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Murphy Brown is the the uh, revival that it turns out we didn't think we wanted, but it turns out we needed. I doubt oh, it, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but hope springs eternal. Uh, I suppose. All right. Any uh, uh, parting thoughts before we uh, part ways for now? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I <Good> understand. <laughs> you, you sound like somebody that's been on a podcast for approaching two hours. Uh, yeah, it's been about that. Or <laughs> act- almost three. Yeah, all, yeah, it's well past two hours. But so enjoy yes, this uh, bonus length episode, uh, which will be fine <laughs> because it's it's going to be like an extra week before because uh, because I'm on vacation next week, so there won't be a new episode until probably. Uh, two weeks from whenever you're listening to the that doesn't make any sense. Never mind. No, that doesn't. <laughs> but, oh, but yeah, so time frames. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, dude. Uh, well, yeah, well uh, happy birthday early, and thank uh, you. Let you listen to this on Saturday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to make it a point to listen to it on Saturday. But so if that... you listen to it on Sunday, then you'll think you'll be the following Saturday, and then that won't work. That time frames. It it's true. Well, and it's it's uh, it's that hard thing where like you want to be timely, but also still kind of timeless. So, like for example, yeah. the only reason I would come back and re-listen to this would be for like historical perspective. 
you know mm-hmm. it's um yeah it's it's that that's the cool part about having a pop culture podcast it's you know it's well, who yeah. knows uh, aliens i think this is a historical document too and then come and abduct <laughs> us maybe all right and that we I will hope you understand that reference i <laughs> i understood the reference <laughs> All right, man. Well, well, uh, have a great night. Thank you so much for joining me, and we will talk again soon. Definitely. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Cardinals. And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Greatly appreciate it. And if you would like to check out all of my past episodes, including all of my old college radio shows, some of which I actually did with uh, with Dave back in the day, back at KGRG, uh, you could check those out by subscribing on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And if you do leave a review out on iTunes, five stars, please, uh, Uh, Let me know, and I will give you a shout-out and read your review on the air. And if you are an independent artist and would like to be a guest on the show, let me know, and we'll work something out. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Mike Seibert Radio, and write into the mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. For my guest, Dave Sanders, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio, and until next time... You know what to do. Make good choices.